everybody. Welcome to the IFNZ podcast, episode number 47, E3 Spectacular. It is. Oh, I like that tongue roll. Yeah. That's I nice. did that. I did that. Um, this is the second E3 special we've recorded. Yes. Um, the first one was as the, as for the rest of us, that sounds retarded. <laughs> as the, as the, as the rest of us podcast, we did the E3 Spectacular. Which yes. is how I how I wrote it too, um, and then we did the one last year for for this because we've been around for a year now, as we stated last time. We, we have were all together. So this this is our third time talking about E three together. Yes, formally in a recorded and format. It is still our zero time getting to go to E three. Maybe if this Where's that pod, at? if this podcast skyrockets in popularity, maybe we'll get press passes and get to go to E three. Maybe we could get like, we could make our own like box microphones that have like IFNZ logos on it with the big poofy yes and just even just like boom microphone like make the poof huge <laughs> like the big puff pillars that have like yeah. all the fuzz everywhere and that way whenever we interview people we can just shove it in their face and it's just it's wet by the end of the day because mm-hmm. everybody we've shoved it in people's mouths. Well, like when we finish out like recording, if we do video, we can just soak it in water first before we. <laughs> it just looks wet, like a wet muppet. Oh, have you heard the biggest news that came out of E3? Uh, if you say it's Kingdom Hearts, no, then I did. No, it's not. It's the Frozen Two trailer. Oh yeah, <laughs> came out just came out today. Yeah. I saw it popped up on my a- AMC app. Uh, Gave me a little notification thing, and it said something about Frozen Two hype. What are E3's hype? What about Frozen Two? Check out the trailer now, like a new trailer or whatever. Yes. For it. And I'm just like, eh, all right. <laughs> it was if, you, uh, if you're really gonna try and harp in on the popularity of things did. that much, I guess. I uh, I've never seen the first one, but I watched stuff. the trailer for the second one, which is oh, wait, interesting. Did you play? Did you play? You play Kingdom Hearts three, right? So I've watched it, right? I've, you I've watched played... the movie. You were there. Oh, okay. They cool. they sang the songs they sing in the movie in the game. So oh. I mean, you've been all sorts of in it. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, I kind of understand the concept. Then I was gonna say it's kind of weird to watch a trailer for a second of a movie that you didn't watch the first of. Yeah, just like imagine everything that happened, but Sora and Donald and Goofy weren't there. <laughs> That's it. That's basically the extent. Like. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. I, I'm, the big bads weren't there. I mean, you didn't fight like a giant wolf. Mm, that makes sense. That makes it, sense. It, it was it was just like no heartless. Every, everything else that went on, yeah, zero heartless too. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Larkscene wasn't there. <laughs> Larkscene. Yeah, it uh, it looks more adventurous than I imagined the first one was. But uh, yeah, you want to oh, get yeah. into the real stuff? We should. Uh, so an E3 has happened. It's still happening as we're yeah. recording this. It is. Uh, it is Tuesday, Jan- January, June eleventh. <laughs> is it the eleventh? Yeah, it is the eleventh. Okay. So the Nintendo press conference or their uh, their big direct that they do uh, wrapped up hours ago, and uh, E3 is still going on. Obviously, the show floor is open for people to be able to play uh, play test out the games and stuff from all the booths and. Uh, Nintendo's still doing their Treehouse Live, um, so they're still live. They'll be live for the next two days after wow. today as well, too. Um, they do, like, uh, they'll show off new Smash Brothers footage for some of the players that got announced. Um, they'll show off all kinds of different things. So it's still going on, but we're going to talk about it because uh, all the news that's going to happen has happened, basically. Oh, okay. That's what um, I was I was wondering, if there was 
if there's more panels to happen or conferences or no, whatever. No, no more conferences. Apparently, we might get a couple announcements here or there um, in the next couple of days. I saw that there was a thing on one website that said, uh, I believe uh, Konami has some announcements that they're going to make, but it's not in like an official like press conference format. So gotcha. uh, they're not going to be like taken to stage to show anything. I don't think. I think they're just going to be just kind of talking. But that's basically it. Cool. Um, so the first conference that happened was, uh, that would have been Saturday evening, and that was EA. Uh, EA took to the stage. They had a, they, they talked more so at length about their big few properties that they had, and they had a few smaller titles that they kind of put in at a sizzle reel at the tail end. So there's not a ton to talk about as far as, like, the amount of games and news, but what they hit on was, you know, pretty heavy hitting. So mm-hmm. obviously the biggest one um, was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. We have the official confirmation of the release date is November 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed off uh, probably, I think it was like a 13-minute long gameplay of uh, of it as well. Yeah. And, uh, it was it, cool looking. It just made me even more excited. Uh, it did say that the game was an alpha build, so graphically it's going to look a little bit prettier than what it was. Because I did see it actually while they were playing the game live. Um, there were like three technical glitches that I saw happen as it was going oh. unfolding. Yeah. There was a point in time where uh, where the main character is jumping down and he's talking to uh, what's Saul? Uh, yes, what's so Saul Guerrero getting ready to talk to Saul and he's walking up to him and it's like the back of his jacket clips through the wall like three times really <laughs> fast. Like it's like milliseconds, but you watch it and you just see it go. <laughs> <laughs> and just like clips in and out really fast, and uh, a couple other technical glitches that happen with some like stormtroopers. You see their arms kind of like flail out behind them when they're running toward him. Oh, so, I see. So some stuff that still needs to be polished up, but we do have up until November for that. So um, yeah, it definitely it it has a lot of Battlefront vibes to me. Like the visually, visually and- it looks like Battlefront, but the way it plays, it's like a more realistic. I guess I could say as unrealistic as star wars is <laughs> a more realistic uh down-to-earth version of a uh, forced unleashed absolutely like the I way agree. that it's playing with the force pushes and everything throwing mm-hmm. the lightsaber the way the controls look like they, they're gonna feel it just looks like it's gonna be we're getting a third force unleashed and yes. it makes me really fucking excited for that because absolutely i'm i'm excited that they're even tying in characters from rogue one in the first place yeah there was a lot of salt like in in that that gameplay that like 15 minutes of gameplay, that's, that's that is force whitaker too yeah, it's like a doing, he's doing he's the younger, voice, I guess. doing the voice for him and everything. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, so I, I thought that that was cool that they actually got him to come in and do all that stuff. So, um, seems like Cameron McConaughey's doing a great job with that character. That character seems yeah. cool. His little uh, little droid dude seems mm-hmm. fucking rad. I'm excited yeah. to to see what kind of because I guess there's like it's kind of you can semi control what that droid does whenever it's in its like little mobile mode sometimes too. Oh, okay. Which they did okay. have in. Uh, they did have in Battlefront too, like uh, in like the campaign. You you have like a little backpack droid that's on there, and you can control it whenever it's like kind of crawling around, sneaking in some of the opening segments, and it has like a taser and stuff. So it looks like maybe we might be able to do something like that with that droid too. Cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. I hadn't played the campaign mode on Battlefront two yet though. So yeah, I think the multiplayer is fun, but I think realistically the campaign was probably the mo- mo- most it. fun of uh, anyways. Like. The characters, everything, like, like you said, it, this this looks graphically basically almost like they ripped the engine from that game, and they were just like, yeah. we need to make a, we just need to make a full game and not piss off people for yeah, a while right. with microtransactions, <laughs> and see what happens there. Yeah. Um, 
Do you have anything else you want to talk about on Fallen Order? I know it's a big thing. Um, the the uh, the planets they were on, I, I visually they look they look good, and, and it makes me even more excited. A lot of the games that we kind of went through, I was surprised at the lack of detail that was going on, considering what we've seen in recent games. And to tell me that you're you know that you're saying that they are in alpha mode and that they do have some polishing up still to do makes me happy because I do feel like we should be able to see a little bit more detail coming out of a game like Fallen Order than mm-hmm. we saw in that gameplay. So the fact that you're you're saying that makes me go, okay, cool. We're good. It, it's going to even be even better than this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and quick honorable mention, I, I made that post on, uh, on Facebook uh, earlier today trying to see if anybody wanted us to talk a little bit more in depth about specific games to kind of hit on. And this one was brought us to us by, uh, by Cody Grammer. Um, Go Coder! Fan of the show. Fan. I'm a fan of him. Uh, he's a cool guy. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to make sure that we, we harpened a little bit on that. What planet were they supposed to... I mean, what planet... Because it, it, you know, it's know. not Kashyyyk, I would assume. It didn't look like it should be Kashyyyk. Yeah, there wasn't enough trees. But the whole mission that they were on in that like opening segment was trying to rescue Wookiees. That's right, yeah. That are yeah, in those like uh, prison cells or whatever. So I didn't know if that was supposed to be Kashyyyk, and they were just like, we're taking it over. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it enough. I mean, I didn't pay attention to the words enough. I just kind of yeah. put it on and was watching the whole thing. I know that but... the, uh, the new enemy types seemed really cool as far as like the ones with like the... The stormtroopers and like the black mm-hmm. armor that had like the double bladed, uh, double sided, uh, the kind of lightsaber blocker thing. Yeah, yeah, that was really neat, and I'm excited to see what what we talked about it before on the podcast. What are those uh, the Jedi hunters called? Uh, the, In the black uh, armor inquisitors. Inquisitors, yeah, was what uh, we were talking about from like rebels and Clone I'm Wars. almost 100 percent positive that that's what is supposed to be like the cool. big bosses of this, like. That's what Cameron Mahana and his character is supposed to be like fighting those guys off. That would make sense, especially since they're pulling in from Saul. And Saul was in Rebels. Mm -hmm. And so to pull in the Inquisitors as the main villains would be awesome. It's really cool. And it's a lot of like fan service and catering for not just fans of the film. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just fans of the TV and not just fans of the video. They're like merging everything together into one big thing. And that just seems really cool to me. They're finally figuring it out. That we care about literally fucking everything they do. (laughs) Now, if only they would make Young Jedi Knights canon, that would be the the bee's knees. I would would love to have me a Young Jedi Knights game. Mm -hmm. Like just being on the Academy, like almost like Harry Potter-esque, but with Luke Skywalker and lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, the next big thing they talked about was uh, season two of Apex Legends. I'll just touch on it a little bit. That's going to start on July second. Uh, they're doing the paid seasons like mm-hmm. uh, like Fortnite, Fortnite does. And yeah. things. So it lasts for I think this period was maybe about three months from season one. So it's it's kind of on par with Fortnite. They usually typically only last like two to three months gotcha. at the window, and then you pay that amount of money again to get your upgrades and stuff like that. Um, so the season two will start on July 2nd. They're going to have a new legend they showcased. Um, she is, she uses like fences, like electric fences that you can put up. I don't really know everything about her as, as a character, but um, seems pretty cool. Anytime they throw in somebody new as a legend to play as, that's always a fun thing because it has all kinds of different mechanics. It's sometimes better than throwing in a weapon because you have so much new shit that you get to do with this character. Yeah, um, that's true. But speaking of, they do have a couple of new weapons they're throwing in as well, too. 
and uh, it is finally going to get a ranked mode. So you'll be able to get like different tiers. You start off and get like copper and then bronze and silver, gold, diamond, diamond two tiers, stuff like that. Depending on how good you are, I guess. Uh, the oh, next... I'm I'm double diamond. <laughs> you got that quad diamond going. <laughs> <laughs> You're up there with fucking ninja. Mm-hmm. You know uh, I, I have another segment just called sports. Um, <laughs> every year, always the fucking same Madden, FIFA, and NHL. Uh, just a little bit slightly more polish. No new game modes or anything like that that I gathered. <laughs> it's basically just like... We have this season's and this upcoming season's hottest new young freshman yes. out on the court, ready for you to play with. Yes. That sounds naughty. <laughs> um, last thing, they had a sizzle reel that showed some smaller titles that they're working on. Um, a couple that I saw that I just wanted to kind of touch on was there's one that's coming on uh, coming out called Rust Heart. Um, it's like an action RPG hybrid game, and it's uh, the the creator said that the game is inspired by uh, Iron Giant. It's basically a oh, boy cool. and his robot going on like this adventure together, and they're like Bond is kind of like very Iron Giant esque in a way. Um, then there's one that's like a really dark action fantasy game called Lost in Random that looked really neat. So I won't really talk about those too much in depth because we have so much to cover. But check those trailers out. Um, I, I definitely would recommend it. They both seem pretty cool to me. I will. Do um, that. Is there anything else from EA that you wanted to talk about or that you had noted? I don't know where these games come from. What games? <laughs> I like I wrote down games that I was interested in, but I don't know where they actually come from. Okay. Well, if if if, if we, we get don't to hit them, them, if we don't hit them, and, then we'll and, hit them. And we'll hit them later on, <laughs> and I'll say, "Oh, that was EA. I'm sorry. I missed it. My bad. You're a better reporter than me." <laughs> yeah. There's a there was a, a, a there's a lot of games when you're like, we'll go by like. That was like that's a great idea, but I have no idea where these games were developed. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, next big conference, big conference that happened was uh, was on Sunday, beginning of Sunday, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was the Microsoft conference. Microsoft, oh. big boys. They uh, started talking about uh, uh, game system stuff a little bit, yeah. They did, and we're gonna get to that at the very end of the Microsoft conference. All right. <laughs> Uh, the first thing they really talked about was the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which I have already switched to because it's going to save me like $45 a year. This is um, what we were talking about previously, that they yes. were combining the two things together. Yes, Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass are now going to be combined together in one service. It's going to be $14.99 a month. Um, if you do have both services now and you're paying separately for them like I have been, it will save you basically in the long run like $40, $45 bucks a month. For me, it's going to save more than the $45 a month because the first month right now as an E3 special, if you pick it up, is only a dollar. Cool. So got it for a dollar, changed my subscription over. It's got a really, really smooth transition period too because I just went on the Microsoft account website for my Xbox yeah. and it had a thing on there. It was like, would you like to change to Xbox Game Pass? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I clicked on the thing, and it was just, it automatically canceled both of them, put on the Game Pass Ultimate, and it was just like, I didn't have to go back through and do all the jargon that a lot of other websites would probably do. So nice. they were like prepared and planned and ready for the transition, and it was really cool. nice to Good. have it be detailed like that. Yeah. The other thing is that um, with this, they officially announced that Game Pass is going to be coming to PC. Whenever it comes out on PC in full launch, it's going to have over 100 titles. Um, most of which are on the Xbox uh, Game Pass now already. But 
if you have Game Pass Ultimate that you're subscribed to, you do not have to pay the extra $10 monthly for the PC version because you will get everything for that oh. one $15 price point, which nice. I thought was awesome. So now I don't have to pay any other extra money if I want to play Game Pass games on PC or something instead, instead of dragging yeah. like an Xbox into my office or whatever, I can go and play those games on PC. And all of the uh, the Xbox Live achievements uh, and stuff like that, they all sync through everything. So it has like your gamer score that translates over to the PC and the Xbox. So I've, if I'm playing like Gears of War 4 or something like that and I'm getting new achievements, it'll pop up and show those achievements on my Xbox account. Cool. So I thought it was really cool that they kind of incorporated everything all together. I think that that's probably where they didn't talk about it really yet, but I think Game Pass Ultimate is basically what will eventually be coming to Switch like we talked about before. Yes. So I'm assuming like your Game Pass service and uh, the Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Live and how that kind of all coincides together, that's all going to be hubbed over and kind of be on that one service like we nice. discussed. Yeah. Um, like I said, they didn't say that either conference officially yet, but I'm, I'm assuming that's where we're going with it. I love um, it being simplified. The next version, uh, the next thing that they have that's coming out was a just a big sizzle reel of a bunch of games, rapid fire. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of them, but uh, there was one called Spirit Fair. I have no idea what that is. Um, sounds interesting. Uh, the Legend of Right, which is a uh, an RPG game, like a full blown RPG, but it's in. It looks like it's actually drawn on paper, like with a oh, pen neat. or pencil and stuff like that, like sketched yeah. on a sketch pad kind of a thing. It looks really cool. Um, Wastelands Three is coming out. That's a uh, kind of a semi two point five D kind of like top down uh, action shooter RPG type of game. They've mm-hmm. had a couple of them come out. They were really big on PC, but. I think they brought Wastelands 2 finally over to Xbox, and it did well enough that I guess they're going to make the third one. Um, one that we will talk about just a smidgen in depth is uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Yes. So yeah. they're going to take and completely redo and remaster all of the old Star Wars uh, Lego Star Wars games that we've had episodes 1 through mm-hmm. 6. We do have an episode uh, 7 game as well, but we're going to be getting an episode 8 and 9 game as um, completely all new, and it's all going to be on one big disc. Yes, I'm very excited for this. So every bit of Lego Star Wars that we've had before, um, all on one hub, basically, and uh, that'll be coming out, I believe it's later this year, sometime in the fall as well. Um, oh, it's going to be after, I think it's a couple months after the movie comes out. Okay, I was I think they're the way they're setting it up. They don't want it to spoil any yeah. of the, well, the that, movie stuff. That makes sense. I, whenever they released some of these other games a long time ago, they did some of them right on the cusp of the movie about to be coming out. So yeah. I guess they didn't anticipate people being able to get to it fast right. enough to be able to spoil <laughs> it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I am. I'm pumped about this for any reason. I don't know why, but when Lego releases a Lego game. One, I'm always excited about it. And two, when they re-release something in a collection, like the Harry Potter, when they did years one through four and five through eight and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like, oh, I must buy this again. For some reason, I just like it when it's all bundled together. So the fact that they're going to bundle all nine movies together is like, it's killer. I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. I, Me and Mandy spent, after we first got together and stuff, I got the... I don't remember which ones it was. I think it was just the the original trilogy for 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. And we played through LEGO Star Wars Together co-op that whole entire game. That was shortly after we were first together, and that was on Xbox 360. So it would just be fun to go back and play through 
those mm-hmm. plus all the other ones as well. I might um, pick this one up on Switch since I don't technically have this game on Switch. It's all it's on PlayStation. Playsta- PlayStation. It's all on uh, PlayStation. <laughs> so uh, it'd be cool. I'll, I'll have it on a different platform. I said it's an excuse to justify buying half of this game already again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another game that is in the sizzle reel was 12 minutes. It's basically kind of like a Groundhog Day murder simulator. Um, your guy is on a infinite time loop of 12 minutes, and you have to do more and more things as the time loop is about to close, and you're eventually about to be killed and start back over. And I think things like kind of carry through with you as you go through the time loop. So you have to kind of use your 12 minutes wisely to be like, all right, I'm going to collect these keys. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kill this guy now. And then, okay, well, the loop started over, but I still got the keys. So now I'm going to go in this door that I was right at the beginning that I can unlock because I have the keys and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's a very top-down kind of hotline Miami feel to it. Um, very, hotline Miami. Very uber violent, if you will. It, uh, um, it sounds like the concept of that Happy Death Day movie. Have you seen that? No, I've never watched it, but I, I've I, I that's it's like a. I think she she goes happy, every that, day. That's, is, that's the sequel, isn't it? Happy Death Day to you, or whatever. That's like she keeps reliving the day and she keeps dying, kind of a thing, because the guy keeps murdering her different ways. I think it's the I think it's the exact same movie. The first one's the exact same movie. Also. It's the same thing too. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know if that was that way. I thought maybe that was just a, like a thing that they were trying for the second one. And I was, I guess I was wrong. I'm not sure because I haven't seen either one of them, but I have seen I've seen the previews for both. Okay, <laughs> valid. I've only seen previews I think for the second one. I, I don't remember you. ever watching the first one. Uh, Way to the Woods. Uh, I don't. It's like an indie game. You play as two deer. I'm not sure what it was really exactly. They didn't. It was it was a very pretty trailer, but they didn't really describe anything to you. Um, Dying Light Two is coming out. It looks really awesome. If you've ever played Dying Light One, it's kind of like a first person survival horror game but it is leans very heavily on kind of parkour and jumping from like roof to roof you know sliding through spots and stuff like that kind of like the old mirror's edge game that was on uh playstation and xbox back in the day like on xbox 360 and ps3 Mm -hmm. um how it's kind of a very parkour centric game and looks and feels like that game but there's a lot more like kind of hand-to-hand combat with the zombies and stuff like that are coming after you um they did show the gears pop game uh, which oh boy! Is a mobile game officially? Uh, it is a that mobile... makes more sense. It does, I guess, to a certain extent. I guess they said that it's kind of coinciding with pops that they are releasing for the Gears series. Some of those come with like codes and stuff on the bottom of them that you can use in the game to unlock those characters ah, for you and stuff too. That's kind of of a neat way to make people spend more. Yeah, money. almost like a amiibo in effect in mm-hmm. a way, kind of to it. Um, State of Decay Two is getting its first DLC called Heartland. And another game that I didn't get to see a trailer for called Crossfire X. Um, so I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, bigger news topics, though. Borderlands 3 got another big trailer for it, and its official release date is September 13th. Um, going into this for the rest of the show, um, just heads up to everybody, this fall is going to fucking suck for your pocketbook. <laughs> You're going to hear September, October, and November more than you've right. ever heard in your entire life. And it <laughs> makes me want to vomit. Um, speaking of Legos and something that's kind of fun and exciting, Forza Horizon 4 is doing a Lego Speed Championship uh, oh. DLC pack for the game, and it looks pretty rad. Like it takes a lot of the cars, like the bigger models of cars and stuff from the game, and it turns them into like little Lego cars, and you can just explore the whole island, but everything looks Lego-y now. Lego-y? That's yeah. neat. 
Was it if you have Xbox uh, Game Pass, then you can actually download Forza Horizon Four for free because it's it's tied to the it's a Microsoft exclusive game, and this mm-hmm. DLC is uh is I believe free as well that kind of comes with it now, and it launches this week later in the week. Um, so by the time this is out, uh, it will have been out already. So you can guys can go check that out if you have that. Um, Age of Empires Two uh, is getting a definitive edition, and that is the old. Uh, old uh, RTS game where it's kind of top down, you know, I'm talking like an old school, like Warcraft style. Yeah. Um, but you can play as like the Roman empire or, you know, any of these different empires from ancient times and everything. It is getting a full 4k remaster, not just like they're pretty polishing it up, but they like completely redid everything. Oh, they've been yeah, working yeah. on it for a while. 4k, uh, 4k visuals and like the audio is all completely redone as well. Um, and that's supposed to come out this fall. Um, one that I did watch with uh, with Mandy that I'm super excited for. Um, they're making a Blair Witch game. Yeah, I saw that officially. It comes out August 30th, and it's a it's a first person like you don't get weapons or anything like that. It's first person survival horror in the same vein of like an Outlast, you know, something like that kind of a thing, or yes. uh, or Layers of Fear kind of a thing where you don't really have any weapons or any way of defending yourself. You're just kind of trying to running and surviving. You have your camera with you. Um, but all centered around the Blair Witch. Like, it takes place in, like, September of 1996, so it's even before the events of the original Blair Witch movie at that point in time. This is technically, like, another prequel set to the series. Because gotcha. I think that that movie takes place in, like, 1999 or something. I see. If I'm not mistaken. It, it's yeah, supposed, not to, supposed to take place the same year that the movie came out. Because I think that oh. movie came out in 99. That makes sense. So I'm yeah. pretty sure it's supposed to be like, this was months ago, in 1999. <laughs> um... Minecraft's getting a whole new game called Minecraft Dungeons, set for a release in spring 2020. It's a four-player co-op dungeon crawler experience. Um, it's not like your typical Minecraft where it's first person. This one's actually like a third person, uh, 2.5D, like almost like a playing like Gauntlet or something like that, but huh. set in like the Minecraft universe. Yeah. You can still destroy things, build things. You get your armor. Uh, the way the armor and stuff is like put on your character, it's they redesigned the whole system of like the menus and everything. And it's kind of like, uh, like whenever you upgrade armor and stuff in destiny and it has those slots on the side for your armor and stuff like that. It's like upgrading your pieces of armor in that game now. I see. Um, so it, it, it looks really fun to me. And the fact that it has four player co-op sounds cool. That's cool. Did you see the other Minecraft game that they really are announced? I don't know if it was, it was, it's actually earlier. It came out, they announced it a while back, but we haven't talked about it. It's Minecraft earth. Uh, oh yeah, that's the uh, the mobile game. Yeah, like the the Pokemon Go kind of thing, but you build shit and then you mm-hmm. get to pop it in like your park and on your street and on your house and your yeah, yard. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to. They said this is all that that game's supposed to all kind of incorporate with the uh, the augmented reality and everything of the of the mobile phone. So I mean, like, yeah, you'll be able to walk down their street and see, you know, like yeah, like you said, like if you're walking past a park and it's like, oh, somebody built a structure here or something, you yeah. can pull up your phone and see what they built and you can edit to it or add to it if they let it, like be public or something. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the other than just kind of building things together as a whole, like in the earth kind of a thing. If that's the point of the game, just kind of like as a building simulation type thing, or if there's from what be I more can tell, it. it is. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's. I'm I'm curious because there's got to be a reason, like to, uh, a way to do microtransactions on here. Because otherwise, why would they do it? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's for certain blocks. Maybe maybe that that's might how that makes sense. Like if it's like, oh well, you. You can't 
you can only get certain amount of like stone, you know, like actual yeah. stone blocks. You can get like infinite dirt and shit like that. But if you yeah. you can only get so much much stone per hour, or you can pay three ninety nine to get a, a pack of like one hundred stone pieces or something like that. Yeah, that that whole like timed thing, which is what they're doing with that yeah. uh, Mario Kart uh, World Tour yeah. or whatever. I everything's been doing it. I talked whenever I talked about Plants vs Zombies too. They have upgrades that you can do for your plants like in the following levels like you, you plant the plant and it grows over the course of time and after it grows out then you can use an upgraded version of one of the plants that you already have and it helps you out during one level oh but you might only it'll be like oh well you watered the plant and it'll be ready and sprouted and ready for you to use in three hours from now or you can <laughs> pay diamonds and it'll it'll be good to go now kind of a thing. i love to pay diamonds i know you do uh, let's burn through more of this. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the new uh, sequel to uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. That's right, yeah. Uh, that's been announced since last year. Uh, they've been working on it, and they had to push it back to February. So it's coming out February 11th, 2020. Um, Bleeding Edge is coming out. There's no release date to it, but it's Ninja Theory's new game. That's the guys that made uh, uh, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, and tons of other fucking games. That's their most recent one. Uh, this one's like a four v four multiplayer first person action game, kind of like uh, kind of like how Overwatch is in a way. I see. Um, yeah. I don't know if it seems more like the first person aspect of it's not using tons of weapons other than like bows and shit like that. It seems more melee focused, um, but it looks pretty neat. I don't know. It doesn't have any kind of like pay this amount of money for it or if it's going to be like a free-to-play game kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And you can pay for seasons and shit like that if it's going to be one of those games or if it's how it's going to kind of pan out. But yeah, uh, The Outer Worlds is a new game from uh, Obsidian Software who was actually bought out from uh, Microsoft last year. They're the team that made the original two Fallout games, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. And they also made Fallout New Vegas. Um this is their first big, big game since probably Fallout New Vegas, and they've been working on it for quite a while, and it looks pretty rad. It's like a yeah. 50, like, still kind of like a very sci-fi feel to it, but some of the weapons and the way that they kind of, you imagine weapons that are designed in there is kind of the way that they imagine space stuff back in, like, the 1950s, if oh, that makes cool. sense in a way. Yeah. Like, it's like a retro, like, futuristic, but you're actually, like, in the future now. Um take on kind of sci-fi action i think you do like fly from planet to planet doing different things in the game but i don't know if it actually has multiplayer and they still haven't dived you know kind of into that at all um as of right now it just kind of looks like it's going to play out like a good fallout game which they're to me probably the best writers as far as like writing a fallout game goes it's always had serious tones when it needs to be serious and they can write stuff that's really fucking goofy and funny if they want to um, that actually is coming out this October on the 25th now. Cool. Yeah, it looks good. I, I pulled it up while you were talking, and I, I like the, the setup of it. It looks it looks a little bit more up my alley. I've never been uh, kind of drawn to uh, the the what the Fallout games, but, sure. but this the, the visually what this, you know, the space kind of thing looks cool to me. Um, there's a new Dragon Ball action game coming out in uh, action RPG game coming out in 2020. There's no release date or anything called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, um, which is Goku's uh, alien name it, before oh. he got the name Goku as an Earthling. Um, the reboot of Battletoads is coming along. There was no release date on it yet, but it's going to be like a series reboot, basically. It's still going to be 2D, 
but with a uh, with the old kind of retro style look to it that's just been kind of polished up really well. Just um, clean it up. Got and it. they're going to bring back the three-player couch co-op style gameplay with it, like they nice. had on like Sega back in the day where you could yeah. play with the old Battletoads. So it's really cool. Um, a new game coming out from From Software. Uh, from Software is the developers of the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, they teamed up with uh, George R.R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame. Um, and he is helping them write the whole premise and lore and everything for this new game coming out called Elden Ring. Um, the trailer was very vague, but it looks badass, like a really cool like Lord of the Rings feel to it, nice. which is like, it's it, you could tell it, like it really has that very from software polish to it and everything. But when they were showing some of the stuff in the trailer, I was just like, this is gonna be a fucking awesome like <laughs> high fantasy awesome game and he's the one who's writing it with them so it's gonna be a really good story that you can yeah. sink your teeth into and it's gonna have deep lore so that makes me really excited the trailer's really short but got me excited because I'm, I'm I'm a big From Software fan I like everything they've put out um, they announced the new Tales of game there um, I don't know if you remember or are familiar with the Tales of series Vespera Vesperia is one. Uh, okay. Tales of Berseria. Uh, there's it's a whole series that's dated all the way back to like PlayStation and GameCube kind of stuff. I see. Um, but the new Tales of game is actually going to be on Xbox, I think, first. Like it's an exclusive to them, and then I guess it would launch out from there months after it's been released. It's called Tales of Arise. Um, they showed a little trailer of it. Looks like a super fucking pretty version of a t- typical Tales of game. They usually have kind of like a semi like cell shading to them. It brings it back to kind of making it almost look like a Eastern RPG, like you know, like a Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. But this one looks a lot more polished as far as it goes. It makes it look a little bit more, almost more Western. Whenever you see the trailer for it, along with that, they announced that uh, Fantasy Star Online Two, which has actually been out in Japan for since last fall, I think, um, is going to be coming west spring. Uh, come into us uh, in spring of 2020 and by the time it comes to us it'll actually be free to play so if you have it on Xbox you can download it for free nice. play it and uh, I think the whole like big base campaign that'll be on there is all going to be you can explore it you don't have to do microtransactions or anything I'm sure it'll have stuff on there but you don't have to do any of that stuff it'll with it or whatever clothes and just yeah. things like how it's all pretty much stuff yeah service stuff but the whole base game is going to be on there and free to play and it's a big MMO uh, in case you didn't know, so that's what fantasy stars typically case you are. Didn't know. In case you didn't know, uh, we're getting to the big stuff now from them. Uh, they announced the Xbox Elite Controller Series Two, oh. uh, which uh, I don't know. I'm sure you knew, but this is the uh, the Xbox Elite Controller Series One. Oh, that's the one with the metal stuff on it. Yeah, and it has the fins that you can put on it to customize ah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, at launch, a retail this originally was 150 dollars. But gotcha. uh, it's completely customizable. The uh, joysticks come off. Uh, you can change out the D-pad, too, for... Uh, they have, like, an action pad that's, like, a wide fin on it. And you can... It's better for, like, fighting gains and stuff like that. And it has the customizable bumpers on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Series 2 is going to have... Uh, It'll wipe your ass. It will. Uh, it, it better. It's going to be $180, which made me <laughs> want to throw up in my mouth. But... I will say, 
I traded in two controllers and a game to get this one because even after it had been out for a while, like uh -huh. over a year, it was still like $130. Ooh. So I traded in two controllers and a game to get this, and I didn't have to pay a dime for it. But this is literally the best controller I've ever owned in my entire life. Wow. It is fucking rad. A short, short from the Pro Controller series that have been on Wii U and, and now Switch mm -hmm. because those of that, like... The, they're, they feel awesome as mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. They feel like a good like like Xbox makes a great controller, but they feel good and they have always had long battery life. But the uh, the Elite Controller Series Two is going to now have an internal battery. Won't have to worry about any of that other stuff like changing the batteries out and stuff like that every ten seconds because that only lets you play for like eight hours before you need to change out your double A's. Oh, I see. Um, you can't that's play, a lot of double A's. You can play wired with it, but it's just annoying to play wired to me. Yeah. Who the um, hell plays wired these days? I'm sure there's a lot of people, but... They uh, suck. I didn't say it. I'm trying to be <laughs> I'm trying to be more woke in 2019, if you remember. Less. Hey, you said the R word at the very beginning of this episode. I said Ricky. <laughs> that was the R word. Uh... <laughs> it, it, it's going to be using USB-C charging, so it's going to charge really oh, fucking yeah. fast. Um, the playtime on the battery that's internal, over 40 hours. Nice. So Good. that makes me super excited. It's going to actually come packed with a charging dock, so you can just throw it on the charging dock when you're done and let it play, let it charge while yeah. you're done playing. Um, it is going to be Bluetooth compatible, which is the first time that the yeah. Elite controller has been able to be Bluetooth compatible, so you can uh, pair to uh, your PC or whatever wirelessly as well. Nice. Um, and like I said, $180 price point launch. I'll probably Sounds trade. Like, I'll trade my Elite One and maybe the other uh, Project Scorpio controller that I have yeah. and get a big of a discount on it. But I will upgrade because it sounds really awesome to me. Well, it sounds like they're making it worth it with the, the add-ons and every all the oh, features. Yeah. It's not like if you if you paid what you paid for Elite One, then Elite Two is almost like a no-brainer. Yeah, that's what it's almost like because. It is my favorite controller, but it's like they're taking my favorite controller and merging it with all the things I love with Nintendo Pro controllers, yeah. and they, they fucked and made a baby that yeah. is now the Elite 2, and it's going to be the best one. Um, new trailer for Gears of War 5 with a launch date of September 10th, so that's their big, big, huge title that'll be coming out this year now. Um, no word on the Gears of War real-time strategy game, because that was something that was shown last year that they were mm -hmm. working on, but they didn't say anything about it this year. So I'm assuming maybe they might be saving that for the next Xbox or what that will be. Um, hmm. Xbox One is going to get console streaming service starting in October, meaning that uh, you can actually turn on your Xbox from wherever you're at and... Uh, stream and play games on your PC or laptop while you're on the go. And I think the idea is to also be able to let you play on mobile too while you're on the go. But it'll basically use your Xbox at home plugged mm -hmm. in as a home server and then you play wirelessly wherever you're at. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's something that's been out for a while, I think, through PlayStation because they have a service that you can use PlayStation like app on your PC and if, yeah, as long yeah, as your yeah. PS4 is turned on, you can play that way. It's it's the same principle, but this is on a much wider scale, so you'll actually be able to play worldwide kind of thing with it. Mm -hmm. um, Double Fine Studios was bought out by Microsoft, and that was accompanied with a Psychonauts 2 trailer. Um, so, again, Microsoft buying out more studios left and right, just getting them, like... Trying you, to get some IP. Yeah, just kind of like... It, they're they're basically just a publisher for them though you know what i mean like the ah. developers still they're, they're free to do whatever they want to do make their games and stuff like that but microsoft is like you're under our umbrella now kind of like activision's did Your with family. like with uh, blizzard and other companies yeah. that they bought out too 
Um, they showed Cyberpunk 2077 trailer. Um, yeah. April 16th, 2020 release date, and now starring Keanu Reeves in the I game. I saw that. And uh, after I saw the trailer and it finished out, it showed him saying, like, wake the fuck up, samurai. We've got a city to burn. And you yeah. see him take off the glasses. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be awesome. He's kind of like, he's like your, uh, your de- devil on your shoulder, I think, is what he's supposed to be. Nice. If I kind of see it. Because it looks like yeah. whenever you see his character, he kind of like makes it look like he's glitching in and out of existence in a way. Like he's oh. not real. Huh. So I don't know if he's like supposed to be like a simulation talking to you or something or what. It was hard uh, to judge what was going on with that through the cinematic trailer. I, I felt like I didn't really get a great grasp of what was going on. I'm sure it's just because it's a teaser. Uh, but I also, the I was underwhelmed with the graphics, I felt like, on that trailer. But is that because that one's still not quite polished yet? No, too? I mean, it's not, it's not completely all the way done. But it does look, I mean, if you watch the game play, like, on a 4K TV after they release the trailer, like, cinematic trailer on like youtube for 4k you watch it it, it's really pops honestly it looks really good it's very sharp um i'm excited for it that's the that's a game from uh from the same studio that makes the witcher series and witcher 3 was super well done super well polished great storytelling great combat so i feel like it's it's just a no-brainer that's going to be a great game uh and then i guess the biggest thing that we should probably hearken on uh is project scarlet yeah uh the new console coming from Xbox, Holiday 2020. Um, alongside that, they also showed a brand new full trailer, like a six-minute trailer for Halo Infinite, yeah. um, which has now been announced as releasing alongside uh, the new console in Holiday 2020 as well. Oh, so okay. When it comes yeah. out, you will be able to pick up probably a version that has Halo with it or something bundled with it kind of a thing. I didn't realize that that was... I did Well, I didn't know that that project scarlet was going to be releasing holiday 2020 that they announced that but i knew that halo infinite was then yes um the halo infinite trailer i don't know about you but i didn't really know what the hell was going on i didn't know what any of that stuff meant but i also don't know anything about halo so so maybe this that's why. <laughs> i think this obviously takes place after halo 5 um there's no really definitive like whenever the trailer picks up it's kind of like where we ended on halo 5 as far as the story's concerned master chief's not floating out in space so i don't know how that's how we're getting to that point i'm assuming that we will find out through storytelling in the game and everything but um and then he, he the guy that's with him that has rescued him and stuff even says that we lost chief you know kind of a thing and that shows him the uh, halo that's like shattered on the side so i don't know if that means like i i was talking with some of the other guys about it that i uh from the other podcast and i was just kind of like i don't know what that exactly means is that like we lost as in like they fired the halo because it's a giant weapon if they fired oh. if they fired the halo and maybe like they blew up a chunk of earth or like destroyed earth like if maybe earth doesn't even exist now oh uh, yeah you know maybe that's what he meant by we lost um, or, or what happened exactly, because the last time we left him, Cortana, his AI that's inside of, you know, that he has that's with him and stuff, has gone rogue since Halo 4. She's she's gone out and she's trying to basically fire off the Halo rings to eradicate all life in the universe to kind of wipe the slate clean and, and be like, you know, nobody's worthy of being here kind of a thing. We just need to wipe the slate clean and let whatever happens happen kind of a thing. And she's just like a rogue AI, and he's trying to stop her. You know, this person that has 
you know, just an artificial intelligence, but he's grown to love her and loves her more than anything kind of a thing. It's like a weird love story he has with this computer lady. It reminds me of Han Solo and that robot in Solo. Have you watched Solo yet? I didn't get to watch Solo yet. That won't make sense then to you. <laughs> but it makes sense to people that have watched Solo that it's on there. Also, this Project Scarlet uh, is promising next-gen consoles will have for, uh, full support all the way up to 8K on this console. Nice. So whenever we eventually start getting 8K televisions down the road, it will it's have 8K ready. support ready to go. It's going to have SSD storage, so it's going to be crazy fucking fast with the load times like we know the new PlayStation will eventually as well. Um, and it's going to use uh, ray tracing technology and the graphics card with it as well. Um, I was told to mention by our cousin Jeremy uh, on Messenger to talk about uh, the AMD chip that's inside of the... Uh, Project Scarlet because Intel and all the other companies are getting uh, a new asshole ripped out from them because of uh, it being inside of the the Xbox, I guess. But it, it seems like a really cool thing to me, anyways. I mean, it, just in general, like graphically, they showed off a little bit of test footage, nothing from a game really. I guess unless we're considering Halo Infinite being running on that engine. But I gotcha. uh, it, it all looks really good to me. I mean, I feel like the Halo Infinite trailer was very well polished. And yeah. it was very reminiscent of Halo 1 as far as like a classic looks. Uh, it's It seems like they were hearkening back to the feel of Halo 1 as well, too. I think that that's what they want to do because they've been talking about the scope and scale of Halo Infinite, how it's supposed to be some of the worlds and some of the levels that you go through are supposed to be like semi-open worlds, so you're not just following down this, you know, a little a to B, tunnel yeah. path kind of a thing. You can go and explore and find different things, different structures cool. to go into, and do, there's incentive and different things hidden in different places, too. There's like an incentive for you to go find different things, too. So they're showing off some of the world um, in, in earlier trailers of what it looks like and everything, and it seems really cool to me. Um, Sounds like there's infinite things to do. There in are the infinite game. possibilities. Ah. Um, let's see. Scarlet's also going to export uh, support all of the existing Xbox One games, um, all of the controllers and everything that'll come with it, and any accessory that you have. So it all translates over. You don't have to trade in and sell every controller that you have. It's all going to work with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they plan to keep an optical disc drive in it too, so it's not going to be all digital like the all digital edition. They might yes. have a version that comes out down the road that's like the new console that is all digital. So if you don't want the drive, that'll be cheaper maybe again. Um, and it is going to support uh, all four generations of the Xbox games through backwards compatibility. So your new console games, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and original Xbox games. Nice. Um, yeah, another thing I they did that. too, they 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 got rid of, uh, they pushed out the last wave of. Uh, backwards compatible games so they're not going to do anymore now once those titles are out which I think they came out yesterday they push those out and then it's done they're not doing any more backwards compatible games you can still digitally download those backwards compatible games they've done Mm -hmm. over the course of you know time and stuff like that on the new Xbox and everything but they're not going to make any more games backwards compatible than what they've already released which Interesting. has been quite a big chunk of the library through you know classics that would be on uh, yeah. on Xbox original Xbox and then on Xbox 360. So there's quite a bit of games on there anyways, but there might be a few like rare favorites that might not get brought back you know from that. So. Brought over to it. I see. So that essentially means that if you bought digital games, if you bought them digital, 
on a previous console and they haven't been brought over they won't be brought over anymore but if you have the disc from that time you will be able to play it on project scarlet not unless it's been something that they've done backwards compatibility for oh so they had to have been able to do it because they have to emulate the game itself to be able to be ran onto the new console so it's not that you can use any disc that you have into there. It's actually yeah. if it it's a, if it's a disc that they've uh, of a game they've worked on. So for example, uh, we'll say Xbox 360, uh, Just Cause 2. Whenever they did the backwards compatibility for that game, and it's on there. If you digitally downloaded it at any point in time on Xbox 360, you automatically can download that game on Xbox One now. If you don't have it digitally downloaded and you've had the game disc itself then you can put the disc in there and it will play the game through an emulation of the Xbox 360 software. So, of hardware, rather. Yeah. Um, so if you still have those discs of the games that they have converted into backwards compatibility for, then you can do that. But if it's a game that they haven't done, we'll say, I don't know, we'll say some random Earth Defense Force game. I think mm-hmm. they've done like two of them, but I think there was like three on Xbox 360. That third one, they've never done a backwards compatibility for it and that, that you can download digitally. You can't just put the disc that, in there and it plays it. That work. Gotcha. So, so it has to, be you... some, has to be something that's been emulated at basically out to be able to do it. It's the same way with, uh, I think, what they're saying that they're going to go through with uh, PlayStation 5. That's They'll what be, be able to you. use discs with that too, but it has to be something that's been emulated before. So, like, if they don't emulate my E.T. game for PlayStation 1, Whoa. I probably won't be able to play E.T. Is there an E.T. game for PS1? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have it. I, I played on my PlayStation 3. Cool. Uh, but, so, that probably won't be able to be played on PlayStation Probably 1. not. No. Okay. <laughs> no, if you don't see it in the library of games to, to play, then it won't Darn be able it. to do it. Okay. Uh, we'll go over to the Bethesda conference and kind of shoot through some of these real fast, uh, okay. unless there's ones that we need to talk about in depth. Uh, they have a new technology, software technology that they're creating for game streaming called Orion. It's developed by id Software, the companies that made uh, Doom and Quake and stuff, and it's supposed to support, uh, supposed to help support game streaming at a much lower rate latency. Something that they're kind of been working on as a back burner thing while they've been working on other games. They have a whole division that's been working on this new game streaming thing from them called Orion. So I don't know if that's something that they, Bethesda will be making to kind of compete with Stadia in a way. Or uh, mm-hmm. you know if that's, a, if that's a competitor or if it's just something that's going to help make things easier for down, other companies. I'm not really sure. Um, Rage 2 is going to get its first DLC later this year uh, called The Rise of the Ghosts and it literally says later this year there was no date Uh, there was a classic id software game that was a side scroller back in the day on PC that you could play called Commander Keen Um, and they showed that that is actually going to be coming back Uh, you can play as Billy or Billy one is a boy one is a girl (laughs) Uh, you can play as Billy one's a Y and one's an IE uh huh and uh that's going to be coming this summer on mobile, not even on the consoles at all. It's going to be on iOS and Android. Um, Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein uh, is uh, getting the Cyber Pilot game, which is a full VR game, and then uh, the Young Blood, which is a co-op version of uh, of the Wolfenstein's that have been doing. Um, Young Blood is basically the main character from. Uh, from the Wolfenstein, the two Wolfenstein's game that have come out is twin daughters, and you basically you have to play through the game as co-op, so you play through as one of the two girls, um, and both of those are coming out late this June, hmm. or late this July. I meant not June, sorry. 
uh, Bethesda is promising that they're working really hard on Elder Scrolls 6, but they didn't have anything else to show for it. I, did I read somewhere where they're talking about they're building Elder Scrolls 6 to essentially be something that is played for decades like they're they're trying to build up their yeah like, it's it's a world of war they're gonna yeah of. they're well it's not even like on an mmo scale it's just something that's a first person game that's oh. they want to build something that's going to make it to where it has like indefinite story stuff there's wow. always Holy something cow. that you could do like skyrim it felt like that because there's so much shit to do in it but you can 100 percent complete it I mean, I think they were trying to do something that would, like, some of your dungeons would randomly generate. You know, like, stuff would always be different. Nice. Even if yeah. you went back into a different dungeon after you beat the main storyline or something, mm-hmm. you could play through stuff and it would change everything. So nothing would be exactly the same and there's always something to go back to and do. That makes sense. Uh, cool. Along with all the other Elder Scrolls news, they announced uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, which is the card game, has a new expansion pack coming out called Moons of Elsewhere. Uh, it comes out later this month on the 27th. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is getting a new dungeon DLC for Adventure called Scalebreaker. It kind of ties in with the Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere thing. They're just adding in like a new dungeon for it, I guess. Hmm. Um, and then Elder Scrolls Blades, which was the mobile game that I tried out uh, a few weeks back, like a couple months ago, uh, is going to be coming to Switch this fall. So you can actually play that mobile game on your Switch with you, which I think will be way better as far as the controls go to me i would rather have the two sticks versus touchscreen stuff definitely I agree. um let's see fallout 76 they're adding a fucking the shit show that happened all of fallout 76 when it launched that i was <laughs> upset about uh they're trying to make right on it they're adding a new dlc that's going to finally add in actual like non-playable characters in the game so that way you actually have people to talk to and get quests from and shit <laughs> Instead of just listening and getting quests from a voice in your head kind of a thing. Uh, that was like the overseer. She leaves like little logs for you and that's how you got your quest. Um, they opened up a free trial for the game. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be out done with. But a uh, free trial period from June 10th to 17th for people to kind of mess around with. And then they uh, they done went and made a battle royale for Fallout for this game. <laughs> uh, it's called Nuclear Winner. It's uh, 52 players in the field. Uh, all fighting to try and see who's going to be the overseer of a vault. Um, and that will be... It is available now uh, to play for free, also during the free-to-play period, too. And I think it's supposed to stay on there. They're just kind of slowly, gradually add more and more things to it. But, uh, yeah, uh, Fallout Battle Royale is actually a thing. <laughs> uh, the new I think you said, I hope they don't do that. I, 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 yeah. I, it could be cool, I guess, especially since it's just kind of a fun little add on extra mode to it. It has nothing to do with actual Fallout 76 That's in general. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but I'm glad that they're actually starting to kind of have a better roadmap for Fallout 76. I think by the time this DLC and stuff comes out for free and in October, once it's been like the one year mark of the game actually being out, I think it'll actually get a little bit more polished and a little better. I think it would be. But you said that too, yeah. You were yeah, definitely I, I, it'll be on that positive side of things. It'll be fun to revisit once it's been past a year mark. But that thing was such a shit show at the front end that they have to do some kind of PR to kind of clean up things because they did definitely. nothing but leave bad blood left and right. Um, Doom Eternal coming out November twenty second, uh, the sequel to the Doom remake from I think twenty sixteen was when it came yeah. out. That sounds right. Yeah, and I'm super stoked for that because that twenty that remake was fucking rad. This one is uh, gonna kind of center more on hell unleashing on Earth, so you're not just on like the Mars facility anymore. 
Um, apparently they said something about not just being like hell on earth, but you actually go to like heaven at some point in this game. And that's I, I think you actually like fight some of the he- like angels and shit like that too. <laughs> so it's like actually like angels and stuff flying around and stuff and you're like whip- ripping their wings off and shit. Um, it's going to have a the multiplayer again like it did have but it has a couple new modes that the showcase during uh during the the conference where two people uh it's like a just a three person mode it's like two people are playing as demons and they're hunting down uh the one person that is actually playing as the doom guy marine person mm-hmm. um so it's kind of seemed like neat like having like a demon versus uh human uh type of thing going on uh, but that comes out on the 22nd. Uh, that was actually mentioned to talk about, for sure, from Matthew Perrin on Facebook. Right so, on. Thank you, Matt. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? We're almost done with the Bethesda conference. We went through that pretty fast. Uh, Deathloop, that's the new IP from uh, Arcane Studios. It looks pretty cool. Uh, the trailer featured uh, there's a black guy and a black girl. They kept waking up. And there's different hordes of these creatures kind of running around them, but they were trying to kill each other. So you'll see the black guy kind of come around and he shoots the black chick in the back of the head. And then she wakes up after being dead. And then she hunts him down, shoots in the face with a bow, and then he wakes up. Um, I don't really, they didn't explain much about like what the story or what the premise of this is. Is actually like if it's like a 1v1, like multiplayer game or something kind of going on. They mm-hmm. e- they each have powers too, kind of like the people from uh, from Dishonored do. So, like, one like, can shoot electricity or they can teleport from place to place and stuff. Um, so, I'm not really too sure where they're kind of going with this in general, but it seemed really new, uh, seemed really cool. Uh, I think the tagline for the game said, uh, if at first you don't succeed, die, die again. Uh, and then the last it's live, die, repeat. Live, die, repeat. Uh, <laughs> the last thing that they showed was uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is uh, Tango Gameworks, the people that made uh, The Evil Within, that survival horror game. Uh, it's their new game. A uh, little trailer that didn't give you much of a story other than the chick that's out there that's the head of the studio. She said it's a new, uh, whole new kind of action-adventure game. It is not survival horror. It's not your typical action adventure. It's like a whole new genre that just does a lot of like weird mental things, and uh, huh. it takes place in Tokyo, as it says in the in the title of it. And that's about it. That's all we know. That's literally it. The end. That was it. It was just like a tease, and it was just kind of like, uh, all right, I guess that's going on. Wow. Was there anything from Bethesda that you wanted to mention that or talk about? Uh you know I don't know who where who made Bethesda games. Let's go down your list. What's some of the stuff that you have? <laughs> um where does the sinking city kind of lay with It's a, it's an indie title and it's gonna be on multiple platforms. Like I saw it at I think that it was in a in a loop reel in Microsoft, but it it's also was in a loop reel too on Nintendo. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's, um, it's at multiple conferences. It looks really the, neat, though, too. It's like aesthetically, yeah. it looks cool. I think For some reason, it kind of reminds me of like Tomb Raider. It seems uh, it look, like in a city. It seems kind of like uh, like Alan Wakey in a way. Like how, like the. Like whenever he's staring out of the boat and all the stuff's kind of coming up out of the water and shit. Yeah. That he's underneath the water, too, kind of at the same time. Like the boat's sinking. He's still breathing and he's looking under the water and you see all the cities kind of peeking up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool, it's, and it doesn't seem like it's relying on like high end graphics. It's just kind of a, a cool little indie game, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but and it comes out the end of this month on the twenty seventh, so that was something that definitely 
caught my my earballs. Yeah. Um, about things, uh, they released or announced a uh, a Dark Crystal RPG game that is coming out for the Switch. Yep, I was going to say oh, that's, that's, that's on a, Nintendo. That's the Nintendo side ah! of things. That'll be the end. No, that, go ahead and talk about it. I messed up. Um, but I nothing... saw the trailer for it and it said Netflix in the corner, and I thought I was just like, oh, is this them them announcing that they're going to add Netflix to the Switch? Oh, I thought that yeah, maybe that was sense. part of the tease, but then they started yeah. talking about the game, and I was just like, oh, okay, cool. That's yeah, I'm, so I'm, it's that's a... definitely better to me. A whole uh, a whole thing there. I don't. It doesn't really. It doesn't give a lot of information, um, except for you're saving Gelflings is really what you're doing in campaign battles. Um, they're all like they got like the blocks on the ground and you move. I don't know what that's called. I know there's a word for that. Turn base. Uh, turn base. Uh, turn base strategy. Type thing, and it comes out later on this year as well. So, um, you know, I'm gonna get it just because it's Dark Crystal, even if I well, don't play the damn thing. Uh, but that one uh, is cool and kind of caught my my eye. And then, um, let's see, let me give you one more uh, thing for a second. They uh, they announced a Jumanji video game. Okay. Uh, and I don't know, that's Namco, I guess, is doing that. Uh-huh. They know um, Namco. Yeah, do we have that? Is that on the list? Did I skip it is ahead not, on it's that? not on my list. I don't even know what conference that was at, unless they just oh. announced it and showed it. But I don't remember seeing that anywhere. It could Personally. have even been, it looks like last week is when they announced it, never mind. Okay, so that, that uh, might have been something they just showcased beforehand. I, there was so much gaming news kind of even leading up to E3 that I just yeah. kind of and so, so we, we talked about the Death Stranding releasing their release date yeah. trailer, because that comes out in November as well. We talked about that on the last episode. There was a bunch of leaks left and Definitely. right of shit that had been coming out before they even show trailers for it. Speaking of Death Stranding, I was kind of... That was another game I was underwhelmed on the graphics for as much hubbub as that one's been getting. Did it look better on your end, what you were, look, what you were looking at? But Absolutely. It seemed kind of Maybe like, we need to upgrade your TV. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, it kind of just it looked like the same... Like, it didn't look bad. It looked like the same graphic level as like Horizon Zero Dawn. And it should because that company is the engine that they're working with. Oh, <laughs> well, good. At least my eyeballs work, I guess. No, I mean it's uh, it's. I mean it's for them. They're they're not going to release that as a PS5 release, like I was saying. I mean that's coming out in November, so it's yeah. it's this for like PlayStation Four Pro, you know, kind of optimized for that. And if you think about it realistically, like Horizon's graphics are fucking uh, uh, amazing. They're wild. So that's they're great. So Absolutely. I don't think that they were going to be shooting for the stars of getting anything better unless they were going to be making it on another console that was more powerful. That but makes sense. from what I've heard, it's it's all just, you know, it's supposed to be, I think it's it's from Guerrilla Software Studios uh, engine that makes, uh, that made Horizon. So it's, it's that same engine itself. It kind of merged with the Fox engine that they used for Metal Gear Solid Five. Nice. So it's got like the same facial stuff that they've used for... Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five mixed with the graphic engine and stuff from Horizon. So okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You can uh, you can continue with your regular scheduled programming. Okay, I just want to make sure we weren't missing no, stuff that was important. Uh, Ubisoft no. conference is next. Uh, we saw the full trailer and announcement for Watchdog Legion. Uh, that will come out March sixth, twenty twenty, and this is a very fucking ambitious title. So this is not. I mean, I, I guess technically it can be Watchdogs three. Because they've done a Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2, but mm -hmm. this is set in London, and it seems like it's kind of a almost a jab at like the Brexit-y type thing. It's like the government has completely taken over everything uh, of the island, taking over every single bit of your personal life. And the whole 
premise of the game is that you rise up as a legion of people to take back over, create the anarchy, and try and overthrow your government in a way. Nice. Um, and the ambitious part of it is is that literally you play as any fucking NPC that you see in the game walking down the road. So cool. they showcased it with a, with a guy, like a bald guy that was supposed to be like a, he was like a former SAS Marine, you know, type person, like a special arms forces for the, you know, British armed services. Um, and he's just like a very hardened military kind of guy. And he's trying to recruit a new guy that will be a hacker. He can hack all the drones and stuff like that. Um, and you can bounce back and forth between all these people that you recruit. There's a woman that you play as that's an old woman, like I'm talking like 85 years old, and she's uh, a former assassin. Oh. Like whenever she was younger in like the 40s and stuff like that, she was an assassin at one point in time. And you nice. can play as the old woman. She's like moves slow as shit. She puts on the mask, but <laughs> you can like tase people and hit them and stuff and she kind of like stumbles over because she's all old and shit but then you can like <laughs> shoot them with a gun and stuff like that but play as like an old woman you can play as you know this this asian guy you can play as this guy over here whoever you know whatever it may be yeah literally definitely. any npc is able to be recruited into your legion and they all have it, the whole point of it is basically them saying like everybody is a specialist in something no matter how vague it may seem like even if this guy over here is just good at driving cars or something He's, mm -hmm. your, he's your fucking wheel man. He's the guy that's going to get you to and from places. You know, this person, he may just work at a factory or something, but he's really good at shooting guns. Like, every person is special in their own way, and they're trying to say that in this game. And I was just like, this is a really fucking cool message. That <laughs> and is I was cool. like, this that's is really sweet. neat. Um, but, yeah, that's coming out March 6th. It looks really awesome. Uh, they showed against a new IP coming out from uh, Ubisoft called Gods and Monsters. Yes. Uh, comes out February 25th. I'm it excited for it this. looks awesome. Like it's a, like yes. a really pretty Breath of the Wildy type look mm -hmm. to it, like with a big, huge open world, and you're fighting all the weird mythological creatures and stuff like that. Um, that's, I'm that, a I sucker got, for I that kind of thing. Got a very Breath of the Wild vibe from watching it and everything. I was just like, this looks dope. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, and is that a is that an exclusive PlayStation title? It is not. It's not okay. No. The the article I had it just said launches on playstation february 25th yeah, i so. think it's i think it's anything that has ubisoft so it might even come across oh, okay. over to switch as well yeah. i don't remember seeing what what it said at the bottom of the screen um they announced that they're doing a, a service a pay service just like everybody else we're going to add on the little plus to the end of it call it Uplay plus um <laughs> everybody's going to do the plus now that disney is uh, $15 a month, you'll gonna have, you have access to a library of over 100 Ubisoft titles at launch uh, whenever it comes out later this year, including all of the DLC that's tied to it, too. So if you have this and you want to play through uh, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, or something like that, uh, it'll have the game, base game proper, and then it'll have like the two or three DLC packs that come with it, too. And you don't have to pay anything extra for them. You just pay the $15 a month, and you have access to... A big chunk of their library and stuff on there. Cool. Uh, I thought it was kind of fun to mention because I've never seen a game like this. They're making a roller derby game called Roller Champions. Nice. That they I showed on the floor. It, it just yeah. seemed cool. I was like, I don't think look roller derby people don't really get a typically like a lot of love in this kind of a thing. Is that there's actually an alpha that comes out on PC for it to test out for for people to test out the game on uh, in just a couple of days. I think it comes cool. out on Friday. I'd be um, down to try that out. Roller Champions, check it out. Uh, 
Rainbow Six announced the new game called Rainbow Six Quarantine. It looks like it's kind of a 3v3 type game like Rainbow Six Siege was, um, which is still kicking alive and kicking. That game is huge and popular. But this one is almost like a horror-esque game. Like three people will play the like the Rainbow Six like Navy SEAL type people, and then three people will play, I think, like monster creatures in a way. Like not like zombie-esque, but I mean like kind of a zombie in a way, but it's it's just got a weird horror feel to it. But it's a whole mm-hmm. new game. Uh, so that got announced. Just Dance 2020, we always have a Just Dance that gets announced every single fucking year here, and they always do the same thing where there's a cheesy dance with like a panda suit person or something else. <laughs> every year happens, like fucking clockwork. It's like almost the beginning of every Ubisoft concert, uh, uh, th- uh, conference. conference. They're just, yeah. yeah, they're just, I'll stumble through it eventually. You can't live without it. I guess. Uh, but the thing that is uh, generating a lot of buzz about it that I kind of wanted to mention it in the first place for, they're making a Wii version. Oh. Why? A Wii version. Why? Uh, I think the the it's not Wii, it's we No, never mind. I thought that was going to be funny. It was dumb. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. I mean, I get it that, like probably a lot of random households that have been playing like literally yeah. every version of just dance that has ever came out has been on Wii. like every <laughs> single one even last year and last year they said whenever they released just dance 2019 they were like oh this game's gonna come out in august and it's gonna be the last game that's ever gonna be coming out for the wii we're shutting down the software which they did the wii store yeah. doesn't exist that whole hardware that, that doesn't work or anything anymore they're yeah. banking on people seeing just dance 2020 and having to go out and buy physical, physical version, yeah copy of it <laughs> and then putting it in there and playing it on, a, on it. a 480p console they dumbed down this game enough to make it be released on a 480p console that does not <laughs> There's no, there's no 720 on that bitch. That's 480, no. pure and simple. It's old. It's not even Wii U that they're releasing. This no, one. it's on like, Wii. Not even Wii. There's not a Wii U version. It's wow. every console that exists now. Even on fucking Google Stadia, you can get this game, and Wii. <laughs> I saw it and I was just like, why? Kids love it. I they guess. They, they, you they can, got, you I can guess. Ha- if you get a Switch, you can do the same thing. It has the motion controls, and you use two hands instead of one. They don't need to invest in that in that new technology at that oh, household. Justin. God forbid. Why would they have cool games? They they are they're <laughs> not that the Wii didn't have cool games. It had a whole library of cool games. There's a lot of good games. They but the library has the library hasn't made a game literally in a year. They made <laughs> Just Dance 2019, and then a year later, we're having a physical release of Just Dance 2020. <laughs> You have to wonder what the physical sales for Just Dance 2019 were. Like, it had know. to have been enough. Enough to, that for them justify, to justify them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, on wild. A, it's on a regular. I think it's probably to them. It's not even like a Blu-ray disc that they put in there. No, it's probably yeah. just like a CDR yeah. that it can fit the game on. Because <laughs> it's on. It's 480. I mean, there, there's no reason to have It's not upscaled for anything. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which is a mobile freemium game, including characters Ooh. from multiple of the Tom Clancy's franchise, like Sam Fisher and that one guy from Rainbow Six <laughs> that nobody cares about. So, whatever. Uh, the Division 2 is free to play uh, from June 13th to 16th, so whoever's listening to this, sorry you missed out. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting story creator mode. Uh, I don't really understand the premise of that because I didn't watch the trailer. I think you can actually wow. like build certain dungeons and stuff like that in the game. 
And uh, just like they did with the uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, it's going to add in a discovery mode, which I thought was really fucking cool. It basically is like a guide, like a history book guide. So whenever they did Origins, it took place, you know, like ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. You went to uh, to uh, Memphis and all of these different places all over Egypt. And uh, Alexandria, you eventually would see and stuff too. But uh, in the discovery mode, whenever you do that, you, you're free to basically just explore. There's no enemies, no nothing. There's people, citizens walking around and stuff. And as you see things, it will like literally speak to you and just tell you, you know, like what's historically significant about this town, what's what this marker is and stuff, because they yeah. make everything so hyper-realistic to what it was back in that time that it, it literally has stories to tell, you know what I mean? Like, you could see the statue that's in the middle of the town. There's nothing to talk about it during the game. But mm-hmm. when you go through in discovery mode, it's like, this statue still stands in Greece to this day, and this is a statue of such and such hero. Like, they made it wow. look like it was brand new then, but then they'll show you, like, this is what it looks like now, all kind of crumpled and shit like that. And they, they literally give you, like, a historical guide through whatever area you're in. Which that's is neat. I thought it was always a- cool that they did that. It's an audio tour, like you can get in the museums now. Yeah, I was. Just, I I thought it would be neat if they did, like, went back through, retweak the game, and did it almost to where you could do it first person, so that way you could like actually like look around and like see all like the shit. Like a VR, yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be a really cool experience. The wild. Um, Rainbow Six Siege is getting its next season called Operation Phantom Sight. is actually out now. Uh, For Honor is getting a limited event called Shadow of Hitokiri. Hitokiri. Uh, Hello Kitty, it, Hello Shadows of Hello Kitty. That would be <laughs> dope to see like samurai <laughs> fighting Hello Kitty characters. Uh, speaking of something kind of like that, there's a, a indie game called Brawlhalla. It's kind of like a Smash Brothers esque type game, like an indie Smash Brothers. And they throw in random characters from different games. Like they even threw in like Shovel Knight at one point in time on DLC. Okay. They have tied in uh, with characters from Adventure Time. So you'll be able to fight with Jake and Finn and Princess Bubblegum and the Ice King and stuff like that on there. Um, I think it said that those characters are like free to play as for a while, like first month or something, and then you have to pay for them afterwards as a DLC. Uh, At the Ubisoft conference, they had Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like the showrunner, and he plays Mac on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, He came out to announce uh, uh, they were working with Ubisoft to create a new TV series that's exclusive to Apple TV+. Plus. I saw that. Uh, it's actually written from Rob McElhaney, Charlie Day, uh, and two of the other show writers on Always Sunny um, called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. And it's all centered around Rob McElhaney's characters like a, like a huge game director for the company that made the game Mythic Quest. And Mythic Quest is supposed to be like the biggest like MMO that's ever exists, kind of like 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 WoW in a way. Oh, okay. and this is their first uh, expansion pack they've ever released called Raven's Banquet, and I I really don't know. It's supposed to just be a comedy series on Apple TV Plus. Uh, so I don't have Apple TV or Apple TV Plus, so I guess I probably won't get to watch that. What about uh, Apple TV Plus Plus? I if they release that, I'll throw up. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Recon Breakpoint got its official release date. That's the one with John Bernthal. Oh. Uh, October 4th is whenever it comes out. Oh. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't know either. Starting to get nasally. I need nasal spray. Where did, uh, how does, uh, where does Oddworld fit in? Have we, have we covered where they belong with the, uh, the new Soulstorm game? 
for them. I, I, that might be in, in Ubisoft. I, I don't remember who made Oddworld, and I didn't I see either. it in my list of stuff to talk about. So talk about Oddworld. Um, I don't know a lot about Abe and the Oddworld stuff. It's always been interesting to me. So is this, is, is this actually following Abe? Yes, it is following Abe. So the, whenever they made Abe's Odyssey back in a long time ago in, on PlayStation mm-hmm. 1, they, they promised that that game was supposed to have a trilogy. Like, it was a trilogy franchise. And then oh. that studio, like, was developing games, developing games, not not putting anything out. They eventually put out Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. I think that came out in, like, the original Xbox and maybe PlayStation 2. Okay. And then they made a remaster versions of Abe's Odyssey, but that's it. They've never done any other Abe-centric games since then. So if they make another one that's like a sequel to it, then this would be like the actual proper sequel to like Abe's Odyssey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out next year. um, And from the trailer, it's almost like he is, he's going to whatever planet and breaking a bunch of creatures that are like him like whatever aliens like setting them free like they're slaves and he's setting them free. yeah that's that's essentially the premise of what would happen in uh Abe, abe's odyssey i mean he's, oh, okay. he's a prisoner on this uh this world and his odyssey is once he actually breaks free he's trying to go back to save all of his friends that are all held in captivity still oh yeah and, and it looks really good like like i said i've never played these games before but visually, they've always been games that I've wanted to try out. Um, they just seem neat. They look like a weird little alien that I would like to move around with you look a, like a little weird joystick. Little alien, I live with joysticks. Whatever. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Square. Let's talk about Square. Square let's Enix. Do it. Let's talk about Kingdom Hearts Three Reminded. Yes. Or Remind, whatever it is. Re Remind. colon mind. Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about it. Set to release this winter. Uh, it was actually announced a couple days prior to the uh, to the conference happening, yeah. uh, but they showcased the trailer again during the conference itself. Oh, cool! So I don't really know the story premise to this, but it looks like you're actually going to end up playing as quite a few different characters, not just like Riku. But you see, I think you play as Kyrie in the trailer. It looks like um, there's a uh, Riku, Aqua, and Roxas are the Roxas, three okay. that they show playable characters of. I think Roxas um, is still in his like dark garments he's in a in a black cloak yeah so that was was just made me excited because it was like i think this is the first time we've actually played as a character in a black cloak yeah i think so yeah because when we played as riku didn't do anything different but i I was just like (laughs) i was just like this is the first time that we actually played as a character in a dark cloak in any of the games because we've never played as axel or no and those people when when Mickey saves us in like in Kingdom Hearts two, yeah, and if you ever get to that point where you have to call Mickey to help you, uh, you're playing alongside of him. I think he's in a black yeah. cloak, but I don't. You're never actually him. So yeah, yeah. And then when and, we play through as Riku in the in three, he's in his yeah current garb that he gets new from Yin uh, said. Yeah. So I'm wondering. It it looked like from the battles that you saw with those characters as playable characters that it was all the boss fights like the or the the end of the game fights where they're in uh the key the keyblade graveyard kind of in that maze labyrinth area that's what it looked like to me so i'm wondering if and it may it may or may not be true but i'm wondering if the playable time that you play with those characters is only in their actual battles okay which would kind of suck it wouldn't be as cool as they're leading it on to be um, or so maybe the, you in the beginning of the trailer is that who the person that's talking to 
Is, is that is that the master of masters is supposed to it be? It looks like I've presumably uh, the way that his the way his he, hand movements. I was going to say the way he does and, his hand movements and stuff. It makes it seem like whoever it is is actually like a fucking goofball because he's just kind of like bleh, bleh, with his hand well, movements for a second. If you've if you've ever seen you haven't have you watched the the back cover no. movie? Um, that's how the master of masters is. He's like really animated and super goofy and tries to like <gasps> be funny what if the master of masters is goofy <laughs> not that kind of goofy what if it was like though this like super annoying voice um is kind of how that character goes so what if we... it does look like even though it's not voiced the way that the body movements are it looks like the master of masters is talking to young xehanort what if we um, hear me out on this what if we find out i'm in that uh Goofy has a heartless version, and it's actually the master. <laughs> I'm in. I would love to hear, like, it sounds like a different person, then he takes off the clothes, and he's just like, it was me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was there? There was something else towards the end. Um, there was some, some conversation between other nobodies that are part of the crew, so it makes me wonder if we're going to seal. They talked about some of that DLC being other characters potentially from the, the darkness from the other side, uh, you know, I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. um, and playing those characters or at least developing some of the story that we didn't see, uh, earlier on. There's a lot of, a lot of conversation based off of a minute and a half trailer. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I like, uh, and winter release. I, I want to remind anybody listening that winter release does not necessarily mean 2019, it could mean winter goes all the way to what February of 2020. We'll so March, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, March. Clear so until then, so we get quarter through the one end doesn't of the even year. start until April. I mean, so if they're looking for a quarter four release to get it out in time for a, a 2019 X, you know, slash 2020 release window, then it yeah. would have all the way up until March, basically. Exactly. So, so don't get your hopes up that you're getting this for Christmas. Is all I'm saying. Uh, it may be a little bit further back than that. Rapid, what else we got? Rapid Square. fire through some other stuff from Square that uh, is more so on the exciting side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last Remnant, which was a PS4 title that came out the end of last year, is getting a remastered version, like just some slight touch-ups. And that's going to get a port to the Switch. Uh, one of the ones that I saw that I was ecstatic about once I saw it was that they're doing a whole remastered version of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. And I fucking adored that game when it came out on GameCube a long time ago. Nice. Uh, so it's uh it's not just coming out to switch in PS4. It's actually getting a mobile phone version of the game too. Cool. And it's going to have uh, the four player co op, but instead of having to be couch co op like it was before, you will be able to play online with your friends. So I have a I I will uh, figure out whatever console you decide you get that on, and we will play together because you might be the only person that will play that with me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Onika- uh, Oninaki, I almost butchered that, comes out August 22nd, 2019. It's the uh, latest game from Tokyo RPG Factory. I talked about them last year. They're the mm-hmm. people that made I Am Setsuna and uh, Lost Sphere games. Uh, Outriders, it's the new people from... Uh, what's their name? The, they're the people that made Bulletstorm and Gears of War Judgment. I think it's called... The name of their studio is People Can Fly. It is People Can Fly, yep. Okay. I wasn't sure. I didn't see it in the summary thing. I see it in the one. Whatever I've got pulled up, I can see it. On okay. The, yeah. 
so Outriders is their new IP. Uh, it's just a weird sci-fi world-esque game. Uh, it doesn't really have too much that it explains the story. It looks like it came from the people that made Bullet Storms and Gears of War. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's as flat out as you can possibly get. But now they're working through with Square because they got bought out by Square Enix. Oh, um, they are doing uh, ports of uh, Scarlet uh, Grace Saga. And Romancing Saga 3, those were exclusively uh, Japanese-only games. They're finally getting ports over there. Romancing Saga has always consistently looked like uh, Super Nintendo games. Like, oh, they, 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 they make new games, but they do not change the style of graphics. Like, it's always consistently been 16-bit every time they've made a Romancing Saga title. And yeah. uh, they made 3 finally last year, and it's getting a port over. So that's a cool hmm. thing. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is getting remastered. Yes, so that's, finally. That's the first time uh, people were worried for quite a while that it wouldn't be because they weren't sure that Square had the rights to it anymore because of some legality stuff. But I yeah. guess they must have worked it out. Uh, it will be out on uh, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One and PC sometime later this year. Now, what will... is a remaster of that? So it's it's entail. basically what they did with. Uh, what we've seen from like Final Fantasy IX and all the others, like they're getting touch-ups with the audio okay. and some visual and stuff, but it's going to keep the aesthetic of like a PlayStation One title. It just so look like a little the, bit cleaner and play like a little seven bit better. That you can get, like I've got on Switch, yeah. is a remaster of Final yeah, Fantasy. Yes, so the audio is touched up. It doesn't have it's it's still MIDI and it still sounds that way, but it's touched up to where when you play a game off of the disc versus having an emulation of a game that's been touched up. It doesn't have those weird audio skips or visual glitches that you get sometimes from uh, a straight-up rip of a game. So they touched gotcha. up all the stuff graphically and audio to make it look and play seamless versus something that is you know just kind of like an emulation of a disc in a way. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is still episodic. Uh, the first installment will come out March 3rd, 2020. Uh, and they showed off a big chunk of a demo uh, that they had. It's going to be so long whenever they actually release all the stuff from the episodes that it's going to take up two Blu-ray discs because they're working Holy on cow. so much shit for it, and graphically it's so impressive. That wow. looks insane. But gameplay-wise, which we had discussed a little bit briefly before when we kind of talked about it at one mm -hmm. point in time on another episode, it is uh, not going to be turn-based anymore. It is yeah. uh, action RPG in the same mm -hmm. vein of Final Fantasy XV or Kingdom Hearts. Yes. So that will be really cool to play a old classic game like that with the same awesome story, but with a whole new way of playing. Absolutely. They're, I feel like they're not giving you... They're going way beyond just a remake on this one. They're, they're like going in and saying, let's give a different experience this time. So that's very cool. Absolutely. Uh, so Crystal Dynamics' uh, new long-awaited Avengers game is going to be officially coming up May 15th next year. Uh, five playable characters, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Iron Man. Uh, okay. If it wasn't... Did they show a trailer on that? They did. Okay. How's it look? Uh, it looks really good. Uh, it's more... The characters are not taken... It doesn't look like MCU characters. They look more like comic book straight-up characters. Mm. But in the same style of like when it's crystal dynamic dynamics that's making your game it looks just as good as the tomb raider games have like the shadow of the tomb raider and stuff polish like it's yes. that same good quality as far as like visually uh appealing goes but it looks like they're taking on 
uh, the facial stuff and, and the way that their act and their mannerisms are more so from the comics versus their take of just straight ripping from the MCU. It doesn't look, Tony Stark looks like Tony Stark from the comics. doesn't look like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, definitely. Um, which oh, I thought was yeah. really cool. Uh, it does have uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North are back together again and doing voice work. Uh, Nolan North's going to do the voice for Tony Stark, which seems appropriate because you know he does the voice for Nathan Drake anyways, and mm-hmm. he's good at being snarky and a good hero kind of a thing, so definitely. it seems like a really good fit for that character. And then Troy Baker's going to voice uh, Bruce Banner. Cool. Uh, it will have some multiplayer elements. Uh, it'll have four-player online co-op that you can do with it too, so I'm super excited to do that. It'll be on... Uh, Everything except for Switch, because Switch is getting the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So it won't be getting this one. Uh, That's basically it for Square. Nice. Uh, We'll dip into uh, the most important. Uh, (laughs) There is a lot going on here. I do agree. Holy shit. There's a sizzle reel that showed some stuff that's getting ported to the Switch and some other stuff that's coming out. Did it burn up the building? Yeah, it was sizzled that, that sizzle sizzled reel. the shit out of it. They're getting Spyro <laughs> the Dragon trilogy uh, ported over to this, uh, nice. which I didn't think would ever happen because that's a PlayStation boy. But now they're playing oh. nice with them and giving them Spyro. So that comes out September third. Nino Cooney is getting remastered. The PlayStation Three original Nino Cooney getting remastered. Holy cow! And ported to Switch, and it'll be out nice. September twentieth. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because I've, I've only played through like half of that game, and I played through all of Nino Kuni 2, and I fucking yeah. adored that game. I want to play Nino Kuni 1, and I was thinking, I'll never get to play it because it's on PS3. Well, now it's going to be on Switch. So, <laughs> uh, Minecraft Dungeons is going to be on here, same time, spring 2020. Sinking City, which we talked about before, coming out later this fall. Uh, Alien Isolation was getting a port over to this. It'll be out sometime in summer. Uh, this new Super Lucky's Tale, um, which was an Xbox exclusive, is now getting a port over to Switch because they're you know playing all on nice together. Uh, mm-hmm. They did mention uh, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympics for uh, November 2019 release, since that's uh, the 2020 Olympics will be happening over there. Ah. And then uh, Dead by Daylight's getting a port September 24th, and then Dauntless, which just came out recently for uh, PS4 and Xbox One is coming out late 2019 for this as well. And Dauntless is kind of a... It's a free-to-play, uh, kind of like a Monster Hunter uh, world type of game, kind of just dumbed down as far as like mechanics go, but it's like a four-player co-op Monster Hunter type game. Uh, I haven't got to play it through yet, but I've downloaded it on my Xbox to check out, and it sounds really cool. Uh, let's see what we got. You already mentioned the Dark Crystal uh, Netflix mm-hmm. tie-in RPG, uh, tactics RPG. They're completely remaking Panzer Dragoon from the PlayStation to the Switch, and it's supposed to come out this this winter. I'm not familiar with that game. It's an old-school RPG classic, and I would have never thought in like a thousand years that they would have <laughs> ported this game of all games to port. But hmm. I just thought it was really kind of a cool tie to do something like that. A lot of people are fans of it. Uh, it's, uh, it's like an RPG kind of... Uh, shooter hybrid type thing too because there are levels that you go through in the game where you're flying on the back of your uh dragoon like the like just like a big dragon with kind of like i don't know it's it's wings are different it looks different they're butterfly kind of way but uh you're flying on your dragoon and it's almost kind of like a uh like a shooter in a way like you like a like a star fox in a way in that sense whenever those Mm -hmm. levels come up and stuff uh 
Contra Rogue Core is coming out on Switch uh, 24. How long has it been since we've had a Contra game? Uh, it's been quite a while. They made a couple of uh, games on Xbox 360. One was oh, like a, an arcade uh, shooter game. It was called Contra Hard Course. And uh, this is Contra Rogue Course. Uh, and the, uh, the Contra Anniversary Collection came out not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Same thing with... Yeah. Uh, what else did Konami? Because this—that's a Konami title. Konami did yeah. the uh, Castlevania collection we were talking about. That's before right. Too. Yeah, that came out not too long ago too. I think they both came out around the same time. Uh, Resident Evil Five and Six are getting uh, remasters and ports to the Switch, mm-hmm. which are three, which we already knew was supposedly coming, but we got the official. Uh, that is the complete edition, including uh, both big DLCs, which is huge to put on a tiny fucking thing. Uh, are, is coming over later this year, uh, getting ported. Uh, Dragon Quest XI-S, uh, the definitive edition, will be on Switch September 27th. It's been set for a fall release for quite a while, but they never had an official date yet. Uh, that's the version I'm waiting for, because that's that's the one where uh, it's the whole game plus the DLC, and they added in a bunch of new shit too. They have a version of the game that you can play that's on there where you can switch on the fly to make it look like the old school NES 2D Dragon Quest games, like <laughs> Dragon cool. Dragon Warrior, and you can play through the whole game that way. It changes it to like 8-bit music. Um, mm-hmm. Your gameplay and battles looks like old school 8-bit uh, RPG elements, and the same story, same everything, but it's all just dumbed down into like an old school 8-bit RPG that you can just change to on the fly, and that just seems really rad to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. They have the a new uh, collection of mana, which is uh, retro classics that shows that has uh, secrets of mana for SNES on it, uh, trials of mana, which has never been made into English at all. It's always been a Japanese only game, which is getting translation to English and ported over onto this collection, uh, as well as Final Fantasy Adventures, which was a Game Boy only Final Fantasy game. And they're all getting yeah. touch-ups and stuff like that and brought over to a big collection for uh, for the Switch. And they're uh, called Trials of Mana, is what they're calling that? Trials of Mana is one of the games. The collection itself is just called Collection of Mer- Mana. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. so it's, it's those three classic games, Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana, all put together on one, um, one cartridge. Which uh, Secret of Mana has never had a port over to the Switch or anything like that, has it? Not right? on the Switch. And I don't okay. know if this... I think this is actually going to be a port of the SNES version of Secret of Mana. Not because they made a, a remastered, remastered version that was on PS4. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's that version. I think this is supposed to be meant to look like an SNES classic. Same thing with the Trials of Mana. It's meant to look like a SNES title as well. Gotcha. Uh Pokeball, Pokeball Plus that came with uh, the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee last year is going to be compatible and be able to be used with Pokemon Sword and Shield, they officially announced. Plus, they showed nice. even more about Pokemon Sword and Shield at the uh, at the conference, uh, which they did have a direct last week, which was yes. all nothing but like 15, 16 minutes of nothing but Pokemon, which was all awesome. Over, yeah. Yeah, and there's so many new Pokemon. They look pretty cool, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of rad one. Uh, that uh, one, uh, the weird metal bird one that carries you from town to town. They showed it in combat against another Pokemon, and I didn't realize that that bird is actually fucking huge compared to a lot of the other Pokemon. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's real big. Uh, no More Heroes 3 is officially in development. I guess he sold enough of that No More Heroes. Oh yeah, uh, that Travis Strikes Again. Yeah, it's Travis Strikes Again. They yeah. they they showed uh 
a little teaser at the end of that game because it was like an arcade shooter, like hack and slash game. And he said that if he sold enough of it, that he would officially make No More Heroes yeah, Three. So I, I guess it's that. sometime summer, summer next year. Uh, no More Heroes Three. I guess he's been working on it in development secretly the whole time, but he wanted to make sure that they sold enough so that way they could Absolutely. actually keep making the game. So they could produce it. Yeah. Yeah. So they are officially oh. going to produce it sometime next year. We're going to get that. I forgot to mention that when we were talking about adding plus on the end of everything, uh-huh. there was something I knew that was getting a plus on like a plus plus. Uh-huh. And it is the Pokeball, the Pokeball Plus, or the, the the you know the little clicker thing for Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go Plus, yeah. is getting a a plus, new plus. version, which yeah, is the, the, it's the Pokemon thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and the because the one right now is kind of like a little, it has like that map pin, yeah. kind of shape, um, and I've got that one in my car, but they're gonna have a Pokemon or a Pokemon Go Plus Plus, yeah, and it's gonna be new and updated to kind of try about sleep that. and all that shit. Uh, yeah, I was thinking because you were like, oh, they got to add plus on the end of everything. I was like, oh, yeah, there's one that's getting a plus plus. So I guess we'll get into the big, big reveals of the trailers that, yeah. and stuff that came out in announcements. Luigi's Mansion 3. It's happening. I know it's been happening, but yes. holy shit, it's happening. This is fucking <laughs> rad. It takes place in, a, in not just a mansion. It takes place in a fucking hotel. The, the game is supposed to be massive because you go through like level after level nice. after level type of a thing. Uh, not only is it that, that they added in new gameplay mechanics to it, like uh, different ways that you can collect uh, the ghosts and stuff. So uh, if you are like have put your flashlight on a ghost and you started sucking them up into the vacuum... Uh, and there's other ghosts coming at you from behind. There's like a slam move that they have, so you can take the ghost that you've been like working on, like sucking uh-huh. up the power from, and you like slam him over back and forth to the other characters and stuff, and nice. cause damage and make them get stunned. So that way they can like you can wait and finish doing what you're doing, kind of a thing. Uh, like a big ground pound move thing that comes with it. Different elements that you can use that you can shoot out of it and stuff too. Um, and another thing that they showed, which is, uh, you can now, it's going to have co-op that you can do throughout the whole game, or you can play it just single player with the two characters as well with a new character called Gooigi, who is a weird, just all green goo version of Luigi that has a vacuum cleaner and stuff as well. A creation from professor E Gad. He can go through, uh, spikes and go through traps and stuff like that because he's just made of goo. That makes sense. And he can get like chests and stuff like that, or keys or whatever that are like on the other side of spikes and stuff for you. But oh, instead, you can him. you can switch back and forth between it if you're playing single player. If you want to play co-op, another person can just play through as, as Goigi the whole time. And apparently, huh. it's also going to have an online co-op mode that lets you. Uh, take out ghosts and seek and find toads and stuff like that and it's like a four player mm-hmm. or eight player co-op mode that is uh unique to it called scare scraper wow. um and eight uh eight player co-op uh like a fun co-op uh online multiplayer game mm-hmm. that's gonna have it with it and uh so that's coming out still 2019 no official month with it i'm okay. guessing it'll probably be like october they'll do it because it'll be like yeah, oh it's, it's gonna a spook- be a spooky thing. game kind of thing uh so we talked about it a little bit one time. Uh, the people that made Crypt of the Necro Dancer mm-hmm. teaming up with uh, Nintendo to make a Legend of Zelda crossover game called uh, Cadence of Hyrule, yes. and it is actually coming out on June thirteenth. So yeah. it'll be later out later this week. They just pop yeah. that as an all of a sudden type of thing. Um, it's going to have uh, a full Zelda tra- soundtrack along with all brand new unique songs and stuff too. 
And how you play that game, I don't know if you've seen Crypt of the Necrodance or everything. Goes, I haven't. We talked about it a little bit. It's like it's very it, musical. It's, it goes with the beat and everything. Like you, the way you attack your enemies and stuff like that, and move your character is almost like on a grid. So like bam, 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 da da, and you go like at the beat and stuff. And if you slash at the beat and you're hitting it on time with the music as it goes, you get like bonus damage and stuff ah. for hitting it like with the music. Mm-hmm. So like it very like everything is focused all on the music with the game. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited for that just because I love all of the Zelda music anyways. Absolutely. So just being able to have a full Zelda soundtrack mixed with a bunch of new custom stuff for this game is going to be awesome. And it's coming out in what fucking two days. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, the Switch remake of Link's Awakening uh, is coming out September twentieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a couple of different legend uh, special editions that are going to come through with it. It showed. Uh, there's going to be a, a Link Amiibo that'll come out alongside of it as well that looks like the little almost action figure-esque Link that we're getting from this. It almost looks like little toys in a way. Um, it's got a really cool, unique polish to it. Uh, one of the things that they showcased during the trailer, apart from just like, hey, look, it's a game that you know and love that we're completely redoing and it's cute and pretty. Uh, one of the other things is that they're adding in a custom dungeon mode. Yeah, so, I saw that. I didn't know exactly what that meant, though. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's they're taking chambers that you can actually collect as items throughout the game, like in unique new spots and stuff like that. They'll have these mm-hmm. things hidden in places. You'll collect these uh, these different chambers throughout the game, and then whenever you actually get to the end of it, you you uh, you can make your own dungeons in a way so instead of like in classic zelda games whenever you go into a dungeon there's different rooms that have different traps different Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you can actually go through on this like grid make your own custom dungeon and as you play through the dungeon you get all kinds of brand new rewards and stuff like that because you can't just get into that one room from doing it you know you earn these little tile pieces and whenever you create the dungeon you go in and you collect the rewards that you've been kind of reaping throughout this whole mm-hmm. game kind of a thing so you might get like uh, a new like a bottle like fairy bottle or something you know like a new bottle that you can put fairy in or potions or something like that that yeah. might just be one of these tile pieces all of a sudden that it becomes really significant to the game because you've made your own dungeon uh, and uh, they said the whole thing that you create everything with is uh, created by Dompe the gravedigger who is synonymous with uh, with Legend of Zelda lore there's always a mm. Dompe in like every game uh, some of the other big ones we've got uh, Animal Crossing was announced the new Animal Crossing New Horizon uh, it was supposed to come out in 2019 but because of development uh, issues that they've had it is now set and pushed back to March 20th 2020 uh, which finally came with a full trailer because but the only thing we've ever got before was basically just the image that there was an Animal Crossing coming to switch oh, uh, but we got yeah. a full trailer for it looks like all the favorite characters and everybody are back uh, it looks really cute, really fun. Uh, it's always cool to have more Animal Crossing because I was okay with the the mobile game that came out, but I wasn't absolutely blown away with it. It's nothing like the GameCube game, you know. I see. So, but I've never played one still. Yeah, I mean GameCube. It was GameCube and mobile. Those are the only two ones. That oh, that's on the only. The, yeah, the GameCube one is so beloved that like people talked about it for literally years. It's like it stuck around forever. Yeah, yeah. I think like, it came out in like two thousand three, and it dang. just had that amount of longevity. Lost people kept wanting power. more for it. But this is the sequel that everybody's been waiting for, and it looks awesome. Cool. Uh, they added in uh, the main character that you play as from Dragon Quest is just called Hero. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be coming out this spring as the new DLC character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And then finally, this fall, we will be getting Banjo-Kazooie as yes. as our, uh, our new character and stuff, which has been eagerly anticipated and long-awaited for a very long, very long time as a character. I think people have been really wanting him to be in there. Him and Rayman, just because they were just like, seem like it should be like a no-brainer. Those would make really good fighters to throw in with the characters. Yeah. So um, do you think that that means, you know, just a little bit of hubbub with Banjo-Kazooie? Is there is there a game on the horizon? Are they talking about development of a new game at all? I don't know. I don't really have no idea. The, 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 one of the things I failed to mention earlier was during the Microsoft conference, they did show uh, that they were doing a... Uh, the people that used to make Banjo-Kazooie back in the day from Rare, they have a new team. And they're the people that made that ukulele game with the oh, little yeah, chameleon yeah, yeah. and the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a sequel. To, a they have a sequel to Ukulele coming out too. Yes. Um, and I forgot to mention it, but I think it was shown at the Microsoft conference. Uh, just a little teaser of it, but I watched the full trailer for it, and it's uh, it looks really cool because it's it's almost like they're taking back a step, and it's not full on like Banjo Kazooie. It's like most of the levels you play through are two D, and it has oh, that wow. like three D polish to it. So it's kind of like a two point five D. And there are mm-hmm. some levels, like, whenever you're out in the overworld, it's not just, like, you're running around 3D space anymore. It's, like, a, a 2.5D that's kind of from, like, a, almost an overhead angle. So your overworld's a little bit more easy to take in, and it's a little bit easier to explore. I gotcha. think that they said that there was some people that were complaining about it being, like, the world, the way it's designed and stuff from the initial game. And I was like, that's literally, like, exactly how Banjo-Kazooie was designed. That's how... Conkers was designed. That's how, like, any of those, like, Donkey Kong 64, any of these 3D action games, this is literally yeah. how they've been fucking designed since day one. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, it was very classic in that sense, but it didn't get a lot of love, and I thought it was a pretty fun game, but there's a sequel coming out for that, too. Yeah. But maybe there'll be a new Banjo-Kazooie. I, I would be okay with that. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe Banjo-3-E, since we've had a Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-2-E. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 3-E. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> And uh, the biggest thing that they teased from the Nintendo conference was they showed a uh, like a two minute teaser trailer for the official sequel uh, to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It yeah. is in development now. We know it, and we've seen uh, it's happening openings with uh, with uh, Zelda and Link both in their uh, champion garb from Breath of the Wild that we all know. And there's this weird green kind of swirling magic that's kind of coming out from underneath the castle. And when you go and explore it, it looks like what was... It looks like a decomposed corpse of Ganondorf from his, like, former glory days. But he's just, like, upside down, and then he, like, opens his eyes. And all this stuff starts, like, it does this pan back to... You see what looks like the opening scene from Breath of the Wild, whenever it says, like, the credit card. And you see the... uh, the castle, Hyrule Castle in the background start like crumbling and it starts rising. So I guess there's like another castle or something underneath it that's like kind of spiring out from everything. So I guess like Ganon, wow. instead of being like the Ganon that he was in Breath of the Wild where he's kind of almost like a weird mist techno type Ganon in a way is like he's getting resurrected into his like actual full body once again. So he'll be Dang. back alive and more powerful than ever. Um... That's that's what I kind of took from it, but the end of it didn't even give us a name if it's like Breath of the Wild 2 or something to that effect, but it just said that the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is in development, just letting people know, I guess, that nice. I don't think that, I don't know if we'll get a 2020 release for it. 
Yeah, I don't know. That it seems like that might even still be a little close. It does in a I way, guess depending on but how far they. I don't know how they've, they've been saying that they've been teasing that they've been working on a sequel to that game for a bit. Even after they finished wrapping the game, they were starting to work on it, and the graphics are basically the same thing. There's oh, no okay. new updates or polish or anything to it. It looks just like Breath of the Wild did, which was a gorgeous game. But I mean, it looks like they literally just ripped it, and they're giving like a brand new story and new shit to do from it. So. I mean, if they're doing that and then adding on to the world and making it even bigger than it already was in the first place, I mean that's maybe it could be a 2020 release. At that it point. could be maybe, but yeah. I, that would be that would be smart for them to do to have something that would compete against probably two brand new consoles coming out with two giant titles. Because I know Absolutely. we'll have other shit that'll come out for Sony that we'll find out about probably yeah. uh, once that's happened, and uh, that's basically it. Cool. That is that's and that's our E3. Sony's kept kind of quiet this whole time, haven't they? Like, I mean, I know obviously Sony wasn't at E3, but they didn't really do. No, they didn't talk any. They didn't. They did the release, like we said, trailer for Death Stranding ahead yeah, of time. They haven't really... talked any more about Ghost of Tsushima or any of that other stuff that they or teased PS5 last year. For that manner. Yeah, other than just what they've teased, but nothing, nothing official. I, I'm assuming yeah. we'll probably get a dedicated Sony event at some point. Yeah, definitely cool. You want to talk about some upcoming releases real quick before we wrap things up? Yeah. Uh, one other thing. Jay wanted oh, me yeah. to mention the uh, the Two Tigers arcade cabinet from like 1986. Are they are they doing anything with it? They're not. He just sent a picture of it and said he uh. wanted me to mention Two Tigers. <laughs> that used to be at our family's restaurant back in like the uh, in in the very early 90s. I remember playing I, it. I don't even remember like, there being a game cabinet there. There was. They were. It was. Uh, That's wild. When you walk back, like you're going to the kitchen where the soda machine's at. Uh-huh. Like it used to be, like further in a little bit, and there were two arcade cabins there. I think there was like a, like a like that one, which was like a plain game, like kind of like a 1942 type game, a huh. shooter. And then there was one that was like, I, I don't remember. I think it was like a Pac-Man or a Galaga or something like that was there. Because they used wow. to have like cigarette machines and shit like that in the restaurant too when we were kids. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Yeah. I guess. You're you got just perfectly enough age over me to remember that shit a little better. I barely better. remember it because that shit was gone by the time I was like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tell funny. me some other news and then we will wrap uh, this bitch up. So we got uh, got some music that's coming out this this next week. Um, I I noticed that Harry and the Potters, which I didn't even realize were still a band, uh, are coming out with a new album called Lumos. Uh, and so I haven't listened to Harry, Harry and the Potters in years. Uh, anybody that's not familiar, this is like a, a Harry Potter kind of... They take it seriously. They have a good time, it seems like. Uh, but they're... What do you call that when you make fun of something? Uh, Just like or a parody you, band? A parody band. That's the word. Like, uh, like Oakley Doakley? Yes, like Oakley Doakley. Um, so they've got a new thing coming out. I'll probably check that out. Um, Hollywood Vampire, uh, which is Joe Perry and Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp and and Alice Cooper, uh, have a, a new album that'll be coming out next. Uh, I wonder if week. it'll be as good as the last album. <laughs> it was bad. It was real bad. I was really looking forward to something on there that I'd be like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but at the same time, I wasn't expecting a ton just because I was just like, yeah, this is a weird mishmash of people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. It seems like they're having fun, so... I guess let them have their fun, but I'm not going to join in, I guess. Uh, Prince is going to be releasing uh, Originals, which is a bunch of demos, so that's kind of cool. Uh, getting into that Prince vault. How, how bold of him. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, the Raconteurs releases a new album called Help a Stranger. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Had a couple of singles then, on that already. Are they good? Uh, one of them's a very like uh, solely bluesy type vibe to it, and it's really good. I like cool. it. I forgot what it's called. I'll look it up while you're talking. Nice. And then Willie Nelson comes out with a, an album that is the the title is a little oh. productive. I, I was gonna say I hope you call it Big Willie style because that would be the best if he <laughs> named if he did a spoof of yes. Will Smith. <laughs> yes, no, it's a little provocative. It's called "Ride Me Back Home." Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then we got some comics some comics coming out this week that are worth mentioning. Um, American Gods: The Moment Before the Storm, issue three, which is the third kind of section of the book and the final section of the book. This is issue three of what I believe is an eight or nine part story, just like they all have been uh, American carnage issue eight. This is that vertigo book that I am in love with right now. Cool. Uh, new issue comes out of that. And then Superman year one issue one, uh, which is surprising that they've never done a Superman year one uh, storyline, but I guess they haven't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out this week. So uh, this, new number one, if you're into Superman, you can hop on. The song it. I was talking about is called now that you're gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. And then we got some movies that are coming out this Friday. Uh, Toy Story 4. For the people who like Toy Story. Everybody. The number four. And then Child's Play comes out this Friday, actually, too. Mark Hamill. Yes. A couple of of different flicks that are coming out. I feel like I just watched a trailer for... (laughs) Hark Mammal. I feel like I just watched a trailer for Child's Play and still really didn't get a good sense of mark hamill's voice they're really keeping like chucky stuff kind of close to the yeah. cuff it seems like i wonder if it'll be like one of those things like the best parts that everybody loves from the dark knight was all of heath ledger's parts but whenever you compile all of heath ledger's parts in that movie together it's There's like not... 18 minutes long and that's it yeah like he's Could not be, he's yeah. not even like in the movie the whole time kind of a thing which makes sense but it makes me wonder if that'll be kind of the thing like you'll see chucky every now and then but you won't hear him talk for but like maybe 10 minutes full of time like you'll get oh, like That's three really good scenes of him talking and saying shit or whatever but you won't get a, like a, a lot of good stuff to it because they announced mark hamill real late into that movie production yeah. like it seems like it was just like three four months ago that they announced mark hamill on that movie yeah it seemed like they did everything they needed to do, and they was just like, we need to get somebody that's talented to do voice acting. Yeah. We'll throw them yeah, in real quick. <laughs> they probably, like, all of the basic Chucky isn't, I wouldn't, maybe isn't even Mark at all. The, hi, I'm Chucky kind of stuff. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't that at all. That'd be um, cool if they, they just ripped the audio from, like, the classic movie. Like that, yeah. that standard 80s one where it would just be mm-hmm. the same voice as that one for, like, the, the voice box Chucky, but then he does the voice for That'd be the cool. other Chucky. Absolutely. Well, that's all I've got on releases as well, so you want to tell them about yourself and where they find you? Hi, my name is Justin Harris. Uh, I like long walks on the beach, and I'm kind of into foot play. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like it when people suck on your toes? Uh, No, I like sucking. Oh, I got it. You you like to give. Yeah, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. You are a giver. Uh, I'm the giver. Uh, you can find me on all of the social medias at Random Hero XIX, and please hit me up real soon because we will be doing live uh, recordings of IFNZ episodes, and we would love to have uh, participation with all of you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Any any kind of banter that you want to throw, we'll be probably laughing about it and just throw it out and talk about it live on person and uh, 
that's on Facebook that will probably be streaming that. Uh, so that's still facebook.com slash randomherox. You can find my personal page where we'll be streaming all of that ad as well, too. So hit cool. me up. Shad, where can they find you? Do it. Uh, you can find me at Shad Schubert on all of the things. And you can also go to the website where there's occasionally some things to to read and view on shadschubert.com. That's S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T.com. And I have a surprise for you. <gasps> me? Yes. What? I bought ifnzpodcast.com. You did? I did. Wow. I don't know what we're doing with it yet, but I have it. As I long as you it. as long as you have it, if we if we have it and own it as when anytime we want to do like Squarespace or anything like that, you can bring in a URL you own yes. to it. So yes. we can just start building that uh I guess as soon as we want to buy something to build with. Yeah. So I have it. Surprise. Yes, that's awesome. Um but yeah, that's all I got for you. I guess uh, be looking for future content from ifnzpodcast.com soon then instead of us saying a bunch of other bullshit. That's right. We'll plug that. Uh, maybe maybe by next episode we'll have some, at least a, a placeholder up there. I'll, I'll start working on that. That'll be cool. Right on. Well, I, uh, I feel New Zealand. How about you? I, I also feel New Zealand. Dope. Thank you.